Thanks for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more of our programmes, visit brumradio.com. Hello, and welcome to the Geeky Brummy Podcast. That needs to stop, Ryan. This is getting too much. With it's been a few weeks since I did one. Hello, guys. Thanks. Hello, Mr. Philip Ellis. Hello. Esquire, verified, blue tick, <laughs> gin, hungover. Oh, my God. I don't want to talk about it. This is too much. Hello, Mr. Chili, Keith Bloomfield. Hello. I'm not hungover or gin. What noise is that guy? That's uh, just a can of San Pellegrino. What flavour would that be? Limonata. He is not going to stop until we get those sponsorship yeah. pennies. But he's I... only making the sound of a San Pellegrino. I can quite clearly <laughs> see, I see him over there with a can of Iron Brew. <laughs> it's sight hell yeah, Keith. How are we all this week? Guy? No. Been up to anything? Um, I don't remember. I went to the cinema. Oh, yeah, with you. you went to the cinema with me. Yeah, yeah now yeah, you remember. Yeah, we on a date. <laughs> sounds so romantic. What did you go and see? Went on a mandate for From Russia with Love at the Electric. Is that the John Travolta? No. Oh, wait, no. That, that's James a James Bond. Bond. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What was I thinking of? From Paris with Love. Yeah. We've just got an image of John Travolta now in his white jumpsuit from Saturday Night Fever pretending to be Bond whilst disco that. dancing. that. Now, it was a, a promotional event you invited me to. Yes. And you initially sold me this on the fact that there'd be lots of free alcohol. We got a stubby. What's a stubby? That's it was a, a, it was a, a lovely stubby is a half a beer. It was a <laughs> lovely can, can. three hundred and thirty mil, your standard size of Sputnik, which so is a from stu- North a Brewing stubby, Company. Basically. A stubby is it a half part, a tin of beer. It was part of the Electrics Cans Film Festival, where they're showing films with a partnered can beverage. Oh, that's very clever. Yes, but and then we had a little introduction from North Brewing Company, and then we got to watch from Russia with love. Which was Guy's first. (laughs) But it was your first full Bond film that you watched, wasn't it? No, I've seen Bond films before. I'm just not a big fan of them. So what did you think of From Russia with Love? It was alright. The 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 lady was attractive in it, and there was a a man that looked like Gahara and Blade Runner. That's kind of what I took away from it, and also slots and. What was he drinking at the end in he Italy? He was drinking San Pellegrino. <laughs> oh, Guy was so happy when he saw the little red star. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of Connery's best films. It doesn't. It's a bit sixties in its sense of what men and women do. If, if oh, to phrase it that way, this is a bit where he just slaps her ass for no reason. <laughs> it's kind of like was that necessary? Really, I'm expecting Sid James to pop and go. Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> it, it was made in the 60s, and that's yeah, what happened in films in the know, 60s. Just some of the, some of the one-liners were just like... It, they were better than Roger Moore's one-liners, put it that way. I don't know. I, it, it, it was nice to spend an evening with you. What's your view on From Russia with Love, Keith? It's one of the better Bonds. But I'm more shocked at the fact that Guy described Robert Shaw as some fellow who looked like Rutger Hauer. <laughs> they did. He looked like the, the, you know, the guy from Robert Blade Shaw. <laughs> Do you know what's really funny, though? I point out to Ryan, when they were having a fight in the carriage at the end, the stunt double had longer head and made him look like he was fighting Boris Johnson. <laughs> That's an interesting film. So what are you picky. opening right now? It's a, it's a bottle of water. How much did that bottle cost you? It was free. <laughs> I don't pay for anything. <laughs> This is when I was in the actual can, not cans, and uh, it was 30 degrees, and there was this like, little, nice little Dutch company being like, yeah, you know, here's a free water bottle, you can fill it up, like we've got these like, yeah. roving... Off-air, like, off, off you were moaning about us poor people who have day jobs and have to have short amounts of holiday. Mr. International Traveller Freebie Lifestyle. It makes up for the fact that I am self-employed and spend most of my time sitting in, in my cafes on my own. No, most of the time in cafes. Do you know what, mate? I, mate, I'm jealous of that because it beats having to sit at a table full of morons all day, having to listen to me in your chit-chat. I was fuming yesterday at work. I had to count, count 70 sheets to be sent off to some people to do some work this week. Midway through the count, I was at like 35, 40. Some guy walks into the print room and he goes, 
Oh, uh, no, it's nearly open time. This was at 10.30 in the morning, and he distracted me from my count, so I had to start again because of menial chit-chat. I was fuming. I'm sick of hearing about Celebrity Love Island in the office. It's not even Celebrity Love Island. Right? Isn't one it's of... just Love Island. There are no celebrities I thought on one it. of Blazing Squad was in it. The fact that I don't even know who Blazing Squad is, and it just sounds like a PS4 You may game. remember 21 seconds to go. To, that, to, what are you on about? Well, that was so, so solid, solid They're exactly the same. They, oh, they, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, let, let's relive your childhood then, Mr. Ellis. They are not the same thing. <laughs> Blazing Squad did a cover of Bone Thugs and Harmony, Fat Crossroads. So this is why people 20 years younger than me are having an argument, and I'm just going, yeah. I do was not that, know that anything. I see you at the Crossroads, Crossroads, Crossroads Yes, song. it was, yeah. I apologise to all you Blazing Squad and So Solid crew fans still out there in the world. Right radio. about now, David Whitney's shaking his fist at the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Ryan Parrish! But anyway, it was a nice mandate. We went to the cinema and got to see a free film, and you still complained. Oh, because then he got a stubby, that's all. And they both had a stubby. This sounds so weird. You stop never heard stubby stop saying stubby. It's because it's not Australian. A small they, they could have said chubby as well. <laughs> so they had a small chubby. They both had a small chubby. Yeah, okay. It was nice on. beer. Anyway. It was all right. So the, the, the relationship between the beer and the film was the fact that the beer was called Sputnik. And the film, and was, the film was based in Russia. No, it's not even based, based in, in Russia. Russia. It's based in Turkey, was it, Istanbul? Yeah. So the there is film. no connection between them at all. That's why Except for the title, From Russia With Love. That's why it's not From Sputnik With Love. Because I'm imagining the beer didn't come from Russia. No, it came from Leeds. But it's just called Sputnik. Yes. I've never known any A beer from Russia. Phil understands me. Free alcohol. Yes. Yeah. See, what would have been cinema. better is... No, that doesn't work. It works the other way around. I got confused. They could have had a film from Leeds and had the beer from Leeds. But what Turkish beer could you have had to go with the from Russia with love then, which what? is set in Turkey? What films are in Leeds? <laughs> there must be one somewhere. <laughs> have to come home or something. I was say, then we have to look into Ken Loach's biography yeah. for that one. <laughs> Mr. Ellis, what were you up to last night? Uh, last night, I was... Uh, so last night, I was at the Jekyll and Hyde for a Distill Your Own Gin event. Um, so, yeah, speaking of free alcohol, I wish I was dead right now. <laughs> Did you end up with a free bottle of gin to take home? Um, so I will get my mail to me because it took so long to actually distill the stuff. And it just, like, they were like, yeah, this isn't gonna, we'll, we'll be here until, like, three in the morning. So give us your address. We'll send you a bottle of gin. So, like, a terrible school child, you have not bought enough in for people to share. Yeah, soz. Isn't this I just... I mean, you could, like, tap my bloodstream and probably get really, you know, larry off that if you want. Wasn't this just adding in an extra unnecessary step? Surely it should have just been drink the gin that somebody else has already distilled. Oh, I mean, that's what I spent the evening doing anyway. Because yeah, while we were distilling and choosing our botanicals, they were just like, do you want a gin? Do you want another gin? Do you want a shot of gin? Do you want, like, a gin gimlet? Do you want a gin something else? Do you want a shot of this one that's got, like, rosemary in it? Do you want a shot of this one that's got, like... They had one called Cannonball, which... Um, Basically, there's a fun story to do with sailors, and I can't remember what it is because I was so... <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's 57%, and they were giving us shots of this, and that is why there is this sort of shiny film over me right now that is just gin sweat. Oh. And it is like a thousand degrees in here. Is it just me? It is not. 27? 27? That's, that's wrong. Surely, that's that can't be right. surely it's 37 in here. It, I mean, honestly, I, I, I feel like I could... Um, I could Right but you met one of our lovely blogger friends last night, Laura. I, oh my god, she is the devil. <laughs> Laura, aka Bite Your Brum, is she? I blame her 
for everything. Sorry, bite your grass. That's, that's her blog she's name. A food blogger. Um, right. She's a good friend of our lovely George Ellesmere. And um, yeah, basically. I thought Cooper. Sorry, I thought Cooper done done his shirt. <laughs> oh, then. <laughs> um, yeah, but you, it, do, do, do you call her blog wife? Because no. George calls her blog wife. So I feel like this is this. They're very very close. And basically, um, well, I told you to look she, out for her. Oh my god! Like so, they would bring us a round of drinks, and then Laura would like vanish, and then she'd come back, and she'd be like, "Yeah, I was chatting to the bar staff, and I just told them it would be good PR if they gave the bloggers two drinks." at a time so then she'd like would come up with like an extra round of drinks so we had two drinks at any one time i've noticed a worrying trend with food bloggers they're called bite my this or eat my that yeah most of the time i see them online they're not biting or eating anything they're drinking I'm it seems to be mostly drinking i'm sorry this body does not make itself from pure <laughs> alcohol Phil, maybe this. Oh, this. This is the. But it might be. But body. I've, I've yeah. seen pictures of the food. I've seen pictures of the food, and they're often like miniature food. They're not real food. They're, yeah, it's they, just they, they, they get pretend food. Don't they? Oh it's like God. here's a tiny amount of food when, and sixty-four bottles of Prosecco. 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 Prosecco from Tesco. Prosecco from Tesco. And and booze. It's all drink. I don't. You know. I see. This is a good thing. But when? Oh my God! When they bring out when they bring out the food, and I'm like, okay, I've been drinking since four in the afternoon. I need food. And and everyone's there in that with their cameras taking photos of the Scotch eggs. And I'm like, I just want to get one in my gob. Like, just let me eat. Can we cut that quote, please? <laughs> Surely as well, though, if they're oh, wheeling no, out scotch eggs, everybody just goes, mm, nah, it's all right. And that's the thing. You never eat hot food when you're a food blogger because it's 20 minutes. This food must feel like a celebrity. It must feel like Kim Kardashian coming out of the kitchen. Yeah. Don't mention that. Because it's, it is like 20 minutes worth of pictures. And the chef came out and he was like, so how's the food? And everyone was like, oh, we don't know yet. And I was stood there at the back like, yeah, I don't know yet. I am... Hank Marvin, but I haven't been able to get near it. Aren't the chefs missing a trick here? Surely what they should do is do a presentation plate for everybody to photograph. So that's just there, and going cold, and nobody worries yeah. about it. And then they serve you the, uh, an actual that's plated you, one. That's, that's what right. happens at some venues, which is really useful, because you get to have a nice, pretty version. Well, yeah. And then you get to, like, tuck it. Unless, of course, the photographs end up looking like the photographs they have in takeaways. They <laughs> look nothing like the food that you actually get served. Or, or they're like a slightly, they've got a slightly green tinge from being in behind the plastic for 20 years. Uh, uh, I need to say this now. Stop with goddamn orange lighting in bars. It ruins your photograph. It, oh, my God. Yeah. It Trying to find every... the right angle for a selfie yesterday was mm-hmm. so because the lighting was so harsh. And talking of food, new Mr. Egg, who's been past it? Because I know it's yellow, it but it doesn't seem very eggy. Yeah, what's going on with that? It's a Chinese with the egg named. What have you been up to this week, Mr. Bluefield? Uh, I went to go and see Spider Man. Ooh, how was it? How was it? How was it, it was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I very much enjoyed it. I hurt my leg. I don't know how. <laughs> so either, either I've pulled a muscle or something in my leg. Or have deep bone thrombosis, in which case I might have an aneurysm at any moment. So uh, I don't know. Feel like you're catching. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I did with it. It's, I can't. It's all right mostly, but I can't run, which is lucky because I don't run so generally in order. So you're definitely going to miss the buses this week, then. I don't run for a bus. It's a, an unspoken code. Is never ever run for a bus. Are you going to be like Blakey shaking your fist in impotent rage? I'll, I'll, I'll see it. I'll see it, and basically I'll swear, mutter under my breath and go, "Well, I've missed another bus. Don't run for a bus because you know they're going to sit there. The drivers are going to sit there and they're." going to see you running towards them and they're going to go I'm going to wait till you get quite close and then I'm going to drive off so there's no point running Jeez. they never stop I just want it, it's like when you see like the comedy driver in a movie when they like pull forward two yards and they go, yeah, uh-huh. it's not funny uh-huh. but I don't run it's, it's not seemly another thing that I always hate with bus stops as well when you queue at one end of the bus stop which is the traditional end of the bus stop and the bus sails past to the other end yeah. or stops early so the entire queue gets reversed so people who've been there first get on the bus first but you say that, 
but the whole idea of Q has fallen into disuse. Really, I think it's a, I think it's a very Victorian term. Q. Nobody does it anymore. People just kind of like push. people just j- die on. Particularly people who have got sticks. They seem mm. to, they seem to like push people out of the way. People with free passes seem to have an urgent need to get on the bus instead of like the people who actually want to pay to get on the bus. People who get off two stops after that and stand in the gangway are the ones who want to get on first. Oh. What a joke this was. I got a bus. I had a doctor's appointment without to get a bus from a different location. Bus ticket was 270 I gave him £2. And he's like, have you got the 70 I was like, oh, just give me 30p change. What's the big deal here? Why would I have the 70 If I had the 70 I would have given you the 170 And then somebody else gave him £2. And he happily gave him for EP change. He didn't ask him if he had the seven days. What kind of bus are you getting on where they give you change? Is, is it, he's out in the. I was going to say he's out in the sticks. He's out in Redditch in the sticks. Oh, he lives yeah, in one of those places where every bus once a week for a bus. He's last to have the inspector on the back of the bus with the hand cranked ticket machine. Yeah, and the, and, the, and, the, and the driver's got his sheep in the back. Yeah, how to annoy a bus driver for the entirety of their journey? Give them a five pound note, even if the fare's five pounds. You will never see an angrier person than when you shove a five pound note uh, into that coin. They, they do get quite angry they, when when they, they go. Change. No, when you Travel show them the, they, they do get quite angry when you do this. When you show you the empty pass and you go, I'm going to show you my pass when you've waited as long as I've waited for your bus to turn up. <laughs> Let's see how you like it when it's 25 minutes before I show you that I've actually got a valid pass. I've got something like which is supposed to speed up the bus journey and does not, which is the Swift card, which it's an oxymoron name if I ever have one. What, the one that goes, the has it yet? Yeah. No. <laughs> Try it again. Does it work? So why no. Why can't you just use your contactless card, like in London? Because you're, it's radical. National West Midlands Travel Day. Right? It's National Express and giving them your credit card information. Phil, are you a, are you a West Midlands bus user? I'm not a bus user. Film <laughs> walks or taxis, there's nothing I've taken precisely one bus. Saying that, it probably is cheaper it's to travel by bus. Uber now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, the, with the prices the way they go in, Uber is going to be cheaper. Well, I mean, you can depends get, you if the can company get, lasts much longer. You can get across town in an Uber for three quid, so yeah. like, why wouldn't you? But then you can walk across town for free. Yes. And see some bears on the way. Exactly. Oh my god, I'm so excited about the big sleep. What I need to know this week, really, Keith, is how is the chilli bottle working out for you? My, my infamous oh, chilli bottle. Before we start that, we need to what? recap for Mr. Yeah. Ellis, who wasn't here last week and hasn't listened to the podcast. It's just something up. Keith I, got mugged I'm off. sorry. <laughs> How much did you spend on this item? This particular item, on its own, yes. which I am um, uh, showing off, was twenty English pounds. Really? Yeah, it's it's technology. You, you can't see it on the outside, it's but it's full of interesting technological or advances. It looks like a Hitachi item. Not only did I buy this, I bought a seven-pound bottle brush as well, which is made <laughs> from handcrafted wood and bristles. Mate, the look of disgust on Mr. Ellis's face. I'm just like. Why? Shall we compare it's bottles? It's got cold water in it. Mine's got cold water in it too. Is it and it cold? Was free. Is it cold? Should we do a te- should we do a temperature test? <laughs> I feel like I've overinvested in this now. <laughs> Mate, we've been invested <laughs> this for the last week. I was half. just on a hot bus. There was an advertisement on my on my phone. I was a little bit kind of you know delirious from the heat, and I just kind of <laughs> pressed play. I must say you've also funny, ruined no? the current we see in the studio because we're just getting adverts for chilies bottles. That's right. <laughs> but you know, by the time you've drank and. Four or five cans of San Pellegrino. You've got nothing to show for it. I have a. We have a lovely a glow inside. Yeah, but you've got to carry that around with you. And that's it looks like a waste of time as well. I mean, to be fair, if you got mugged, you could smack someone over the head with it. I mean, it's got a, a curious solid. grippy surface on it as well. I just, I just like, I, 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 I just want to rip off one. So it's supposed to keep. <laughs> so it's supposed to keep the contents at the same temperature for twenty-four hours. Cold, cool, cold. Cool. It says how yeah, how many degrees? I didn't read the small print. How many degrees cooler than room temperature? 
it, well, it's, it's very hot in here. When did you put ice in it? Uh, about five minutes before I came out this morning. But if Keith, if you put that in the fridge, it was only a couple of. It was only a couple of. But if you of put ice. a regular bottle of water, Evian, for example, Tasty Splash, in the fridge overnight, then that would be. But cold. when you take it out of the fridge and have it in this room for more than half an hour. It's not going to be cold. But if you, take, if you take it out of the fridge, the intention is to drink it right then and also, there. Yeah. <laughs> when you take a bottle of water out of the fridge, within two seconds, you've got that horrible, clammy, like, condensation on the exactly. outside of it. No, no condensation. I mean, fine. Oh my god, yeah, salt. Are you on commission? It's a curbside. I have got a link through my Amazon affiliates uh, on my website. So if you want to click through uh, the chili bottle. That's what this is. This is right. a pyramid scheme. Compared to other. Less expensive water bottles. What do you say? It's worth the ridiculous cost of twenty-seven pounds for brush and bottle included. I've only had a couple of sips so far. So I don't know. <laughs> Money well spent. I've, I've I thought the whole point of this bottle was for you to take it on the bus to and from work. Well, I haven't been for work yet with it. When did it arrive? Tuesday. How but many days how, have you been how, in work? What was but the, when I've gone, to, when I've gone to work, what, I've got a fridge at work, so I don't what need What was it. the postage you told us last Saturday it was going to be delivered by? Hermes. How many hours was it? Forty-eight. Know. When did you order it? Uh, Friday. You got I feel m- like you got mugged off. Watchdog. <laughs> it is watchdog because he's been mugged off. <laughs> no, but saying Consumer that. Consumer rights by Geeky <laughs> Rummy. It was. It, it was. It was delivered through the door, not on the roof or through the toilet. So <laughs> I came now. Door in. in your wheelie bin. Yeah. Did they like boot the door in and then just throw the package in through the door? We're a respectable household. We don't have our wheelie bins out the front. Did your did your wife give you an annoyed wife look princess. as it arrived and you unpacked it? No. Well, did you do it on the sly? Like I'm telling her I spent twenty seven pound on that. That's fine. It's alright. Did, did did you inspect the brush and see if it was worth its full seven it's pounds a of value? Of pops, you know. It's fine. Talking of unnecessary purchases. Yeah. So you have now coined a new feature: unnecessary purchase of the week. Can we get an ident? <laughs> You could at least prepare me for this. You're prepared. The other week I bought a chili bottle. Now people are buying other things they don't need. It's unnecessary purchase of the week. I bought an Amazon Echo Dot. The number one selling item on Amazon all three pound day. I yeah, £35. They sold seven times as many um, Echo Dots as they did this time last year. It's creepy as hell, but it's actually quite fun as well at like the same time. In, a, in Star Trek? Yes. I have a question. What's the difference between the dot? Is The dot's the little the stubby dot's one. The the little stubby one. What's the difference between that and the big stubby. tall one? <laughs> the big tall one has bigger speakers in it, so it's got like a boombox built into it. Whereas okay. the little one only has a little mono speaker in it. Okay. It's not really designed for playing music through it, to be honest. It's more for like, you have that one and you have okay. the big one in like, where we put it in the bedroom. The big one's supposed to live in the living room or where people congregate. So your Echo Dot is like me shouting to the kids, Kids, put that CD on for me. Yes. Okay. But it has many disturbing features. If you ask it if it's reporting for the CIA, it shuts up straight away as well. But, and it can't, it, it can't, I say brum into it, it can't understand brum, so it can't say brum radio, so you have to say B-R-U-M radio. But doesn't it like learn to understand yeah. your voice? So you will be able to say brum radio. Eventually. Yeah. But it's got Spotify streaming through it, Amazon Music streaming through it, got the weather, got the news. It's all right. I don't think that's an unnecessary purchase but i think i made one this week what did you buy i bought two blu-rays this week one Who buys films these days <laughs> oh, all right show of hands everyone what I, uh... kind of blu-rays okay, before so, uh, we start any further <laughs> i learned that the vr headset can now play 3d blu-rays so i spent extra money buying the lego batman movie to watch it in 3d for a few minutes just to see if that work feature worked as opposed to i haven't tried it yet <sighs> 
And then my second pointless purchase was um, I suddenly decided that I needed the fifth element on Blu-ray. Yeah, so okay. I, I, I support that, this. That I support is this. But, yeah, but, but the UK version that we have at the moment is pants. It's not really? very good. No, it's So this is possibly edition. an unnecessary purchase then. So I traded stuff in at CEX, which included the fifth element on DVD, to buy the fifth element on Blu-ray. <laughs> I just need that film on Netflix. That's all I'm asking. So I don't know. It's I... on Channel Five every other week. It's oh, not like and it's... every single time I'm like, oh, okay. I'm I'm sorry. Whatever plans I had for this yeah. day, but I'm going to drop them all and watch it from start to finish. Yeah. It's normally like a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. So it's perfect for like when you're hungover and feeling delicate because it's just like, oh, bright colours and a story that I know well. <coughs> no, no, Ryan, checking on the hearts, which yes. stop me, stop me from me, and which probably wouldn't happen. Which one, my love heart? Did you make an unnecessary purchase this week, Keith? Given the crap record. I hope so. I don't think I don't think I do. I bought uh, Logan on Blu-ray, so I could get the Logan Noir disc, which could is quite you just nice. Just not like put it on a black and white telly. That's not safe. I don't. I don't, I don't think guys' purchases were necessarily un, 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 necessarily unnecessary. But the dot. <coughs> I have a question about that. If what, what if you're not in the same room as it? Not very good. So it doesn't follow you around. So you have to be in the same room. Yeah, to, to have, have one in the room. room. Yeah. And you can listen into other rooms as well. So you can like, if you have a dot in one room and a dot in another room, you can say, dot, can I listen into the living room, please? Or can I speak to somebody in the living room? That's like having a baby more, so they're like 10 quid. Yeah. I'd ask Phil if he had any necessary purchases, but Phil he gets everything for free. So. <laughs> I, I was thinking, like, did, if, I, did, I, did bought, I even spend any that, money this that's week? That's the thing. <laughs> it's like, if Phil bought anything, that's an unnecessary, but <laughs> well, I bought If something. I have to buy my own drinks, I'm like, this is highly unnecessary. Phil goes into Tesco's. Verified. Talking about, I'm, I'm taking this. <laughs> Talking about buying your own drinks. I was out with Bromauer last night. It's Birmingham Cocktail Weekend. Bromauer. And he arrived before me at Gaucho because he wanted to start drinking there. Asked for his cocktail at Gaucho, picked it up, and walked back from the bar without paying because he's that used to it now. <laughs> <laughs> I I was the same though. I was like. There was a queue, and people were like paying for drinks. And I was like, "What are these mugs doing?" Oh, 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 oh! Wait, no, this is how commerce works. I forgot. <laughs> so, and I, 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 I did the same. I just picked mine up and went. For yeah. a second there, I thought you didn't say Groucho. I thought you said Gout. It's Gaucho, not Groucho. Gaucho. Gout. So it's, it is Gout. It's Argentinian cowboy. G A U C H. Okay. So it's almost like Gaucho from yes. that you get. He's cracking open the chili bomb. That, oh. I'm sorry. That is the biggest <laughs> most. <of my> <laughs> Most <laughs> ice cold. No, it's very refreshing. That could be gin. Ice gin. You can, oh, see, that's how you need to market it. You now can pour an entire crate of Tasty Splash and a cool bag and a couple of cool blocks. But just think of all the unnecessary <laughs> plastic spinner. packaging you've left over there. I'm quite happy with my purchase. Anyway. Because as long as you are, it's fine. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Anyway. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> we should just use that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you start something there, you immediately forget what it was that you were going to do. That's what just happened. We're gonna try again. Ready? You're gonna we get to go. Yep. Do 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 Thank you, they ask me to do these things and then just ridicule me and laugh at me. It's it's that good that. Guy can't handle it, and he has to he has to emote by laughing. I've instantly gotten sweaty from laughing at that. 
Mate, get in shape. But that is because <laughs> you are. You, you are, do seem to be wearing heavily nylon material, and even though it's got lots of holes in it, I, I, I'm just worried that like the, a, a sudden movement will set him alight. <laughs> <laughs> are we ready? Uh, um, news, I, I, we're not ready. We've never. I've been selected ready. two news stories: one recent and one from a few years ago, which I thought was worth a visit. Okay. So the first one is from Newsweek.com by Damien Sharkov. Every week you make up these <laughs> it's, it's, it's news the names. Name. It's the name, isn't You're it? You're trying to get a laugh on that. It's the actual name, Damien Sharkov. <laughs> Following on from our, one of our fa- favourite features, Fidget Spinners versus Putin. Russian state media warns that the toy will turn kids against the Kremlin. <gasps> How? Not everyone gets Fidget Spinners. The trendy new toy is meant to relieve stress and anxiety, but Russian state TV fears that they could have more nefarious purposes, namely turning the youth to vandalism and the acts of opposition against Russian leader Vladimir Putin. The palm-sized device makes a person impressionable for manipulation, apparently. New show host Alexei Kazakov said on one of multiple segments broadcast on the state-run Russia 24 news channel dedicated to the dangers of fidget spinners. The toys themselves look innocuous enough, mostly consisting of a bearing centre with three-pronged rings which spins when pushed. They come in different colours and have become a global phenomenon amongst young people, including Russians. I'm glad they're not singling themselves out there, then. Yes. But over the last month, fidget spinners have puzzled Russian pundits, who suspected them to be US-made tools of manipulation for Russia's opposition. Right. How? We're going back into the Cold War via fidget spinners here. Like, is this, what, like, psyops? What is this? Yep. Are they, 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 they hypnotising people? Just to pause, Keith just had another sip of chilli bottle. How was it, Keith? Cold. <laughs> like the Cold War. Yes. <laughs> Probably it's no coincidence they started selling the spinners at events by non-systematic opposition, the host of programme Virus said on Monday. Kazakov explained that according to experts, the item could be used as an object for zombifying yourself, shutting down critical thinking and experience a kind of hypnosis. So, so, so I was right, right. they're hypnotising them. So yeah. you pick up over a marketplace. Yes. Featuring a report from a psychologist named Svetlana Filatova, the programme claimed that spinners can help the dexterity of young children, but beyond that, the spinner dulls a person's mind and focusing only on the spinner takes you into a different world. It depends where you put it. <laughs> well, you well, it didn't take you into a different spinners. world. You got it caught in your hair last it did, week. To be fair, Ron, it nearly did, because I nearly had to go into a barber, which is a different world for me. I got a fidget spinner stuck in my hair. <laughs> So if you listened to last week's podcast, you'd know all about this one. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's busy. This was not the channel's first on-air assault against the fidget spinner, as the hazards associated with the device made another evening news broadcast last month. Fidget spinners have frequently been seen in the hands of members of non-systematic opposition, Alexei Kazakov said at the time. He noted skilled children and college students were using the device in Russia, where the trend was at its peak, unlike in the West, where it was apparently waning. As you can only see here, the only writing is in English. On the other side, there is not a word in Russian. Nikolai Sokolov. Kazakov's ri- co-anchor chimed in. Isn't the, isn't the only words written on it made in China? Pretty much. Brandishing a new fidget spinner, he underlined the lack of medical evidence that the item had any benefits at all. But interestingly, among scientists, is not big. Keith, I, I have a question. question. So yes. they're saying that fidget spinners are a Western hypnotising tool to make them feel bad about communism. But if they're made in China, which at my last recollection was also a communist country... Yes. How does that work? Shouldn't shouldn't it, isn't China? But is is it, is it China that's trying to topple Russia by selling stuff to America, then making the Russians think that the Americans are trying to do it? But it's actually the Chinese. I have no idea. But Could be a whole political hot potato. This is. Yes. According to Solokov, though, fidget spinners were being distributed by opposition leader Alexei Navalny's last rally on June the twelfth. That's where Theresa May got it all wrong. If she'd have been giving out fidget spinners during the general election, she'd have won with a landslide. <laughs> 
Should just have Boris Johnson stood up with two fidget spinners. Fidget spinners we should have turned him into a fidget that spinner. That man is a fidget spinner. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, so what do we think? Fidget spinners. Are they a tool of the capitalist world? legit to me. I don't think they're as bad as loom bands. I think loom bands were a much worse um, what is, what, thing. What is that? You're not seeing loom bands. You made little plastic bracelets out of them. I don't have children and I actually, my time is precious, so... But you're supposed to have your... <laughs> but as, as a journalist writing for magazines, you're supposed to have your finger of the pulse of the current trends. He's got you there. Right, I've had to turn True. this away from Guy because Guy will not be able to handle this new story title. Okay, go on. Are we ready? From the Huffington Post in 2013. Is it written by Philip Ellis? No, it's not. Wait, Andy Campbell. Mate, not the say Andy Cowbell. You know uh, no, Andy Campbell, not okay. the one from UB40. <laughs> Ferret Soldiers Toy Poodles. Argentina Pet Doodles Selling Weasels on Steroids. <gasps> we have a picture. Oh my god. Oh my god. This is amazing. The, the Weasel's face. The weasel's face just makes it all the weasel. Oh, so I've got the gains. So <laughs> indignant. Could you forward that to my girlfriend, please? <laughs> so it's from 2013, so a few years ago. But apparently, Argentinian bizarre salesmen are passing off ferrets on steroids as toy poodles, and people are believing them. A local news reporter out of Buenos Aires caught the attention of the Daily Mail and other sites this week after a man after a man took the toy poodles he bought to, at La Salda Market to a veterinarian, only to find out it was a giant weasel, selling what Argentinians called as a Brazilian rat. A ferret given steroids at birth to increase its size and then groomed isn't a rare occurrence. So reports well, this particular story aired in June 2012 apparently confirmed the urban legend that these freaky ferrets were sold popular markets the vic- victim paid 150 pounds per poodle hang on who's getting off mug- who's being mugged off more here the person buying the carrot poodle the person buying the chili bottle <laughs> <laughs> another woman told Buenos Aires station that she was tricked into buying what she thought was a chihuahua but was also a ferret <laughs> It is unclear where the inherent ferrets are today, and if you can't tell the difference between a ferret and a toy food, or the Daily Mail has a checklist you can use to make sure your pooch is not a gargantuan weasel. Right, it's a dog, to start with. Ferrets typically have brown, white, or mixed fur, and are around 51 centimetres in length, which includes a 13 centimetre tail. Let me just pull out my ruler. They weigh around three pounds and have a lifespan of seven to ten years. When Fappy... You're not going to know that That's, a, that's a bit of a long time to wait to find out. <laughs> oh, I only lived for seven years. Must have been a ferret. When happy, ferrets may perform a routine known as the Weasel War Dance, which is characterised by a series of hops and frenzied attempts to bump into things. Also, not not describing a poodle here. That sounds like Phil Ellis on a night out. <laughs> this is often accompanied by a soft clucking noise called duking. <laughs> When upset, ferrets make a hissing noise. Toy poodles are often known for their intelligence and are around 25 centimetres tall and weigh around 9 pounds. If a toy poodle exceeds 25 centimetres in length, it cannot compete in any dog show as a toy poodle. I don't think these toy poodles are that clever if they're getting, like, you know, mugged up by ferrets taking their place. <laughs> toy poodles have a long lifespan and have been known to live as long as 20 years. Toy poodles are often described as sweet, cheerful and perky and lively and love to be around people. Now that's not necessarily true because my girlfriend's got a toy poodle and he can be as right lazy kid. <laughs> but ferrets are not the only animal that have been allegedly been used to dupe poodle seekers. The Brisbane Times reports that a Japanese actress once purchased a lamb believing it was a standard poodle. <laughs> a lamb? Yes. Could you try and find a sound clip of Duking, please, so we can hear it? It's not dissimilar to that story you wrote the other April Fool's got... Day of somebody mistaking a Furby for a rare red panda. Should, should I fade down the mic so we can hear the Duking? Yes. Okay.
Looking at the monitor is not going to help when the speaker's the other side of the room. <laughs> to be honest, that I, ferret looks more like a furry snake. My old housemate used to keep ferrets. He had three. Jill, Jess and Bandit. Now, here's a question. Don't don't poodles have long legs, don't they? Toy poodles, poodles, not toy poodles. What's a toy poodle look like? A toy poodle looks like, like my, a shop kid. Like my girlfriend's dog. Follow okay. Maxi the Cockabone on So Instagram. they're an unnecessary She'll purchase, aren't they, really? A toy poodle. Pretty What's much. the point of a toy poodle? Anyway, that's weird news for this weekend. Guys, classified ads. He's looking for a woman. Ding dong, ding dong, ding. <laughs> so the idea here is we've played this game before. You've all got a newspaper. Let's delve into the classifieds and see what's for sale. What newspapers do we have? We have the Solihull News, the Solihull Observer, which are the Shirley Observer, which Ryan, if you could look after, because my girlfriend's mother does want these back to read later today. Am I going to get inky fingers because I'm a bit warm? And we have two copies of the Reg Advertiser. This is like ninety percent property adverts. You got to, I know you got to find them. This is this is making such thrilling. First radio. to find them wins a prize. Well, I found the sport. I got motors. Hello, John. Got new motors. There is just house advertisement. Doctor Martin. Doctor Martin. And an advert oh, for blow on the back. An advert for what? <gasps> a blow. Oh, found the cars. All right, I got classifieds. I got family announcements. Oh yeah, I got classifieds. Okay. I have a point. I got one. Yep. I, I got, got one. I got a fantastic <laughs> one. <laughs> Who's going first? Um. Oh, I've got a couple of gems here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I've got. I've got a few. I'll go for this one first. Um. You can get for ten pounds someone selling a copy of the Fatal Attraction DVD. <laughs> hey, that's a good price. Oh God, some of these are great. Okay, I've got another one here then. Uh, anybody want a um, Noddy Holder hand-side hardback book? <laughs> What's the book called? Um, who's Crazy Now? See, I've got one. That, just because of the category it's under, it's under Collectibles and Fine Art. Okay? Yeah. Remember that title, Collectibles and Fine Art. It's Mercat Limited Edition. Compare the Meerkat Market, Sergey, a Star Wars character, Obi-Wan Kenobi, new inbox. Free to anyone. Two full length wooden ladders, collection only. Uh, I've got a Zimmer frame, new light, uh, new lightweight adjustable height, two wheels, may deliver, might be slow delivery, £20. Men's black casual, size 11 with laces, I'm assuming these are shoes, almost new, £5. Logs for sale. <laughs> Have we slipped into Twin Peaks? Logs for sale, season dash, £50, £100, and £180. Oh, loads delivered. Loads. Oven, mini, portable, little used, £24. I love how, just like they, the, the way that some of these, um, like the first word is in bold. So this is a camp kitchen. <laughs> Well, if you wanted a night of steamy entertainment across the cellars here, you could get copies of the Basic Instinct 1 and 2 box set. Uh, you can get nine and a half weeks DVD and also Fifty Shades of Grey. So you're for a steamy night. Amazing. Used once. Sunrise 406 mobility scooter. Good condition. £300. I've got a mobile. I've got a mobility so scooter. So Phil could have that to get round town on. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I need that today to get home. That's like a week of Uber for you. I've got a shower curtain for sale for £3. Monopoly original version £20 <laughs> Oh this is great I've got Adult with the T missing off Adult DVDs <laughs> Apparently there's 10 free DVDs 20 in total £49 for some porn Well 
If you've still got a Rover 25, you can get some partially used front brake pads for only £10. <laughs> <laughs> under The only ad under the glass mirrors and pictures uh, section I've got, sheet of glass for sale. <laughs> 15 quid. Um, what on earth is this? It's a toilet frame. Fits against hand forms, two arms, making getting it on and off easier. Tools wanted. (laughs) Any kind. (laughs) Any kind, any age, cash paid. Oh my god. (laughs) Also, vintage science oil, petrol cans, and airfix models. If you want, need to make some room in your shed or garage, please call Mark. See, see the size of that ad? That, that ad's like, it's, it's enough room for about 12 ads, right? Yes. And all they're advertising is, under mobility, mobility scooter, good clean condition, 300 quid, folds up small. I think this is you under pseudonym here, guy. Record collections, CDs, books wanted, all types considered. I've got, um, well, it's a good job it goes on after this. Only considered this. until I've looked on Discogs and found out how much it's worth. <laughs> this one goes on a little bit afterwards, but the, the title is Bridesmaid. <laughs> It's actually a bridesmaid's dress, but it's just sort of family <laughs> bridesmaid for sale. So this ad takes you from the highs to lows very quickly. Dinghy boat. <gasps> Parking space. Oh. Until the end of <laughs> April 2018. Uh, Martin Johnson, rugby legend, hand-signed photo. I've got, I've got, I've, I mean, I'm, I'm holding on to my gem if anybody else has got any more, but I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got, got, I've got garden tools and equipment. And there's two ads, one after the other. The first one is detergent for Kershaw. New unopened RM555 5 litre container, universal. Then a, then a price and a number. Then underneath it, it's got detergent for Kasha, new unopened RM555 5 litre. Constable, as in John Constable. <laughs> Crown Staffordshire China Valley Farm plaque, £3. Excellent condition. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop this one as the last one, because this one for me is the gem. Um, Brosh reunion tickets. <gasps> How much? £110 for two. That's it. That's a scam that is. Have we got any dating in here? Let's just quit look. Any got, we got any dating? I, did, I didn't see any uh, classified ads, no, guys, because you've already any, taken uh, those out. I saw lots of appointments, which is just their jobs bit. They've got to have a lonely heart section in it, haven't they? No. Mate, that's what Tinder's for these days. Perhaps everybody in Redditch is, you know, happily, uh, you know, loved up. No one ever is happy. That's a lie. That's a, that's a oh, sweeping generalisation. <laughs> I ain't got any lonely hearts. No, no lonely hearts for me either. Guy's missing his lonely hearts. Do, 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 do. But you can get a Corby Trouser Press in black ash for £10. I'm really into these logs for sale. I'm going to be looking into I that. I think Guy sure. should ring them up and ask them about them right now. <laughs> what, the logs for sale? The logs for sale. We could buy them. And then you well, could set them on fire. With- a reclining chair. Oh my god, yes. Electric rise and recline. £169. That is or a mine, manual recline, recline for £60. Those things retail at £500. I used to sell them. My first we'll, we'll need to come back to that <laughs> in a future podcast. You used to sell the old lady easy in and outable chairs. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, um, oh, it's a whole conversation. Yeah. Yes. That's, 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 that's cat literature local, lining local now. Well, that was, that was illuminating. <laughs> In a land called Westeros, where a chair is the only thing on most minds, we start our 50-hour-long story with three red shirts, also known as Men of the Night's Watch, two of whom do not make it past the first five minutes. 
Their compatriot, the third, runs like Barry Allen into the distance. We then meet the Stark children, Rob, Sansa, Bran, Arya, and Rickon, their half-brother John, you know nothing, and their captive, Theon. Their carefree days are spent indulging in archery practice and finding puppy direwolves. Ned Stark, the winter is coming. Men find Red Shirt number three, who tells of the return of the White Walkers. Ned, the winter is coming. Dismisses this as a myth, and as a result, Red Shirt number three's screen time quickly comes to an end. <coughs> Bobby Baratheon, the king who came to the throne after a civil war which ended in the death of Mad Ares II, arrives in Winterfell to ask his best friend Ned and winter is coming. to take over as Hand of the King. The previous Hand of the King, John Arryn, had died. <coughs> Ned doesn't want to take over the role, but he really has no choice. Meanwhile, the actual killer of Ares II, Jaime Lannister, is caught furkitoodling with his sister Cersei in a tower. Gonna grab some afternoon delight. Shame. They're discovered by Ned's son, Bran. This leads to an unfortunate tumble from the top of the tower, assisted by Jamie. Bran breaks his back. Ned and Winter is coming. And his family, apart from John, you know nothing. Join the king and journey to a very nice place called King's Landing. Jon Snow feels rather unwanted and decides to run off and join the Night's Watch. And there we meet Tyrion. I am the god of and wine. Dwarf brother of Jamie and Cersei. He decides he needs a trip away and visits the wall, bumps into Jon Snow, you know nothing, and is accused of trying to kill Bran. He chooses trial by combat and selects Bronn when this whole world starts getting me down as his champion. Meanwhile, across the sea, the daughter of the Mad King Aerys, Daenerys, is having a bath. She's then married off to Aquaman, a.k.a. Khal Drogo, by her brother and Julian Assange impersonator Viserys. Sir Jorah looks on in sadness. Danny marries Aquaman, gets pregnant, munches on her heart and is given three kinder eggs as a wedding gift. Julian Assange then is killed by Aquaman for mainly being a bit of a sod. Ah! Aquaman suffers a minor scratch, which then gets infected and he dies. Danny throws herself on his funeral pyre only to emerge unscathed in the Nuddy Wuddy <whistles> with three baby dragons. Back in King's Landing, Bobby Baratheon has a wild tussle with a boar and promptly dies, <coughs> leaving his throne to his eldest son, Joffrey. <laughs> Ned, the winter is coming. after poking around, <coughs> finds out that Joffrey isn't Bob son after all, but actually a result of Jamie and Cersei's incestuous union. Shame. Ned Winter is coming. tries to install Bobby's brother Stannis the Iron Throne is mine by right on the throne. He's then accused of treason and executed <coughs> by Joffrey. <laughs> who takes his eldest daughter Sansa as his bride. As per tradition, Sean Bean must die in everything due to the fact that his name does not rhyme. The remaining Starks are scattered across the Seven Kingdoms, and so ends season one. Season 2. The Seven Kingdoms are now at war. Eldest Stark's son Rob <coughs> has taken up the mantle of King in the North Winter is coming to wage battle against Joffrey <laughs> for killing Daddy. Rob sends Theon to his father in the Iron Islands to win support. Joffrey's having trouble at home with his uncles, brothers Stannis The Iron Throne is mine by right and Renly. Renly has a large army under the forces of House Tyrell while Stannis has a red priestess, Sorceress Melisandre <coughs> advising him, as well as Sir Davos. Stannis, the Iron Throne is mine, by right, not being big on family, arranges the death of his brother, Renly, <coughs> via the method of a spooky ghost, <coughs> given birth to by Melisandre. Far to the east, Danny, <coughs> with her three baby dragons and her small gang of followers, go for a long walk to Frank Herbert's Dune, aka the city of Carth. Sir Jorah goes with her and looks on in sadness yet again. Every move you make. 
After almost being robbed by a right head Fred impersonator, Danny decides enough is enough, escapes Carth and torches the place. Jon Snow, you know nothing. Meanwhile, goes beyond the wall, pretending to betray the Night's Watch, and gets end away with the wildling Egret, who once again informs him how little he knows. You know nothing. Back at King's Landing, Tyrion, I am the god of and wine, is temporarily made Hand of the King on behalf of Dad Tywin, who's too busy fighting the other various kings. Stannis, the Iron Throne is mine by right. Gets a loan from the bank and forms an invasion force attacking King's Landing. Tyrion defends the city by using green fire. Pure as green and gets a rather nasty cut on his noggin. The protector of Joffrey, Sandor Clegane, sods off as he's not really a fan of the hot stuff. (laughs) Joffrey (laughs) begins courting Marjorie Tyrell, despite some rather obvious age differences, in order to join House Lannister and Tyrell together. Sansa pouts and is kept for ransom. Jaime is captured by Rob Winter is coming but released by Rob's mum Caitlin in exchange for her daughters she doesn't realise that Arya has already escaped King's Landing Jamie is relinquished into the custody of powerful lady Brienne of Tarth I am no man who makes sure he does good on his promise Rob Winter is coming gets the support of Wilder Frey who looks suspiciously like Argus Filch by agreeing to marry one of his daughters Rob's former bestie Theon returns to Winterfell, only to burn it to the ground, and pretends to kill the two Starklings, Bran and Rickon. Ah! Bran, Rickon, and Hodor escape north to try and find Jon Snow. You know nothing. Jon's best friend and tubby person Sam is confronted by the ice zombies known as White Walkers, but fails to release the crows to warn the Watchers on the wall. Season 3. Jon Snow, who still knows nothing, is brought in front of the King Beyond the Wall, Mance Raider, and pledges allegiance to the Wild Men, and is sent back to climb the wall to attack the Night's Watch. The survivors of the White Walker attack on the Night's Watch retreat south for safer lands, but their leader is killed as some of them mutiny. <coughs> Danny, plus dragons and Ser Jorah, land in the slave city of Astapor after surviving an assassination attempt. They are rescued by Obi-Wan, also known as Sir Barristan Selmy. Now that's a name I've not heard in a long time formerly of the Kingsguard. Danny gets down to some horse trading with a dragon in exchange for an army of unsullied eunuch warriors. She then decides to keep all three dragons and the army, burns the city to the ground, and goes for another wonder. Arya and friends are kidnapped by Dennis Pennis and the Brotherhood Without Banners. They also capture Sandor Clegane. After much fighting, Arya and Sandor go off on jolly adventures together so Sandor can make some quick money by selling Arya back to her brother. Winter is coming. After the blowing up of Stannis' men, the Lannisters feel secure in King's Landing and Tywin takes back the power of Hand of the King, much to Tyrion. I am the god of and wine. Chagrin. He is moved to the role of Master of Coin, which leads him to discover that Kingdom is skint. The Starks upset Walder Frey. Rob Winter is coming. Had promised to marry one of his daughters, but instead he married a bit of posh from the south. Walder Frey withdraws his forces and Rob starts to lose the support of his army. After losing a couple of battles, he goes back to Walder, cap in hand, and promises not to marry anyone else. Walder then agrees for one of his daughters to marry Rob's cousin instead. Sansa, after being dumped by Joffrey... is then handed off to the fabulous Loras Tyrell, former lover of Renly, and then on to Tyrion. I am the god of d- and wine. He's not a fan either, and he promises not to sleep with her. Joffrey... <laughs>
becomes the king of comedy at the wedding by removing a stool that Tyrion was stood on at the altar. What a joker. Jamie. En route back to King's Landing with Brienne. I am no man. Bumps into some troops from House Bolton who lop off his hand. <laughs> Jon Snow, who still knows nothing, is now over the wall with the wildlings. He escapes them to run back to the Night's Watch. Bran, Rickon and Hodor, Hodor. hiding in a windmill, don't realise their brother is nearby. At the Frey wedding, Rob Winter is coming. Gets the shock of his life. The Boltons and Freys betray them, killing him, <coughs> his new wife, <coughs> his unborn child, <coughs> his mother <coughs> and his army. Sam and new friend Gilly head back towards the wall and bump into Bran and Hodor, Hodor. heading north. Jon Snow, knowing nothing, has a lover's tiff with Egret and is shot through the back. In the city of Yonkai, Danny <laughs> frees all of the slaves with her new boy toy Dario and she is named mother of all freed slaves. We have the Empress of Podcasting herself, Stacey. Hello. Hello. Welcome really back. Like is that going to be the new title? It's really important when I'm not actually very good at it. Do you have three mm-hmm. podcasts? Yeah, that doesn't mean anyone listens. <laughs> Your <laughs> drop prior. Yes. <laughs> right, three podcasts. So we have Stacey's Pop Culture par- Parlour, the original. Yep. We have Podcast in the Half Shell, which is our Teenage Mutant Ninja themed turtle special. And we also have your newest podcast, which launched last week. It did, yes. It's called Stace and Barry in the Morning. And it is a uh, every other Saturday morning slice of geeky madness. Mm-hmm. Sounds familiar. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> Where did you get your inspiration? It's every other Saturday. <laughs> so like Tiz was. <laughs> Yes. I don't know what a tease was. Oh, it was children's television for people Today in the Midlands. Many smile. Yes. That's what it Wake up. And Wake smile. up and smile. It makes more sense. Yeah. Wake yeah. up. Well, no, because that would be his woes. Wake what? up and smile. Which is Wake up. It's all It is now. <laughs> well, it might be a hyphen. <laughs> all right. Maybe she should rename it. Yeah. True. <laughs> and it's all. It's <laughs> And it's, it's also Maybe your. Um, morning, it's also your weekend kind of respite from Piers Morgan and uh, Susanna Reid as well, oh. isn't it? So it's like, ah, oh, if you've had to put up with that all week, you can get Stacey and Barry instead on a Saturday. What's wrong with Susanna and Barry in the morning? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you have personalised coffee cups yet? Uh, no, well, I've got a Stacey's pop culture parlour coffee cup. That, you need um, to get. Like... I bought for myself. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get like you and Barry mugs. That would be adorable. Um, I don't know how. Like I don't. I don't feel comfortable with drinking out of my own face. I don't know if that's... You can have one of you and one of Barry. And Barry has you and you have Barry. And then you drink it out of each other's mouth. I don't know if my husband would uh, approve of that. We could put him on the bottom. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Next question. That sounded like a good idea at the time. (laughs) Moving on. This interview is going so well. So well. And it wasn't even me that brought the tone down. It was you with your nuts in your hand. (laughs) So if people haven't listened to the Pop Culture Parlour podcast, what's it about? Uh, no, I'll give you a hint, Brian. Pop culture. And being in a parlour, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, it's not really in a parlour. That part's a lie. Um, the cake as well that I always talk about being part of the show is a lie also. So, um, sorry. Unless you buy your own cake when you let... Anyway, podcast is good. It's me and a guest co-host, and we just talk about anything that we've seen or done or read or watched or mm-hmm. heard or looked at. So this week you covered off the Spider-Man Homecoming movie? Yes, I did. Which looks awesome. It is awesome. I'm not going to spoil it because I'm not a meanie, but um, it's very, very good. Mm-hmm. Keith watched it as well, haven't you? Saw it last weekend. Yeah, it is Spider-Man. Yep. 
that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I can say. And it also has the best Marvel end credit sting of all time. Yes, it does. It absolutely does. And all the people that walked out of the cinema before the end, I was like, shame on you. When How will do you people not know? learn? It's been <laughs> 10 years. I mean, Ten years of Marvel movies do you know with what? bits at the end. I, I, Stop I, leaving the cinema. I was glad because the woman behind me kept fidgeting and coughing the whole time. So when she sodded off and running around, I was like, do you are Get out. I'm glad you've gone. So for me, it was a relief. You could tell there were, there were two kinds of people. There were some people that just went, oh, I've waited for that. And there were other people that went, oh, yeah, that is the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I really want to watch it now. No, you really should. I will. The soundtrack is amazing as well. I've been listening to it on the bus just so that I feel a little bit more, you know, exciting on the way to work. <laughs> but um, I can't web sling. So. Is that why oh. you bought the bottle keep to see more exciting on the way to work? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see where we are in a few, m- a few, m- a few months' that. time, and I'm still drinking chili beverages. <laughs> but I mean, you, kn- you knew you were in for a treat the moment you got this Michael Giacchino full orchestra score of the '60s Spider-Man theme at the yep. beginning, and you were just it's like. Amazing. We're on for a ride, and it was um, it was stunning. So compared to the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield eras, infinitely better. But the, the difference is, I do like Spider-Man Two with Doc Ock. That is a the good Tobey Maguire Spider-Man Two, not the Amazing Spider-Man yeah. Two, which not is an amazing pile of garbage. Yes, but the difference between that and this is, is this is Spider-Man. Yeah. That's the difference. Whereas before it's been some geezer in fancy pants running around thinking he's Spider-Man. This is actually Spider-Man. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. That's your other podcast. They're good, aren't they? Yes, they're very good. I'm wearing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Ninja Turtle branded shirt at the moment. You are. I'm wearing a Donatello necklace. Because Mm -hmm. Donnie is the best one. Raphael. I'll fight you. No, I'll fight you. Raphael was the emo turtle. He wanted to be the leader and Leonardo was too to let me have you. Yes. Um, Podcast in a Half Shell is uh, a show in which I talk to my friend Duncan about anything that's really related to turtles. Um, Mm -hmm. Some of it is incredibly dubious. The last episode was on a um, short film uh, called Turtle Tunes, which was a musical yeah. um, about the turtles just filming some things in a park with some kids. Was this like it's a as fan, bad as it sounds. Is it a fan film? Um, no, it was like a legitimate thing, but it seemed to be like on a media student kind of budget. <laughs> the, 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 the suits are terrifying, like nightmare-inducing. Yes. Are they worse terrifying. than the 1990s suit? suits? Yeah, yeah, where yeah. you could actually see people's heads inside. Yeah, when yeah they no, like... you can see through the eye holes. Oh, Eye holes, never good. Oh, I like, I like, I like those Henson costume holes. ones in the in the first live action movie. Those uh, Henson costumes, yeah, pretty cool. They were good, except yeah. you could see the head when they like leant back and opened their mouths wide. And one of them wasn't Corey Feldman inside. No, it's just his voice. But saying, t- talking about all things turtle, have you seen the the latest clip for the new version they're doing? Because I, I quite liked the recent Nickelodeon yeah. version, the kind of CGI ish one. Mm-hmm. But they've got a newer version now, and what do you think of that? Now, which one are you talking about? This is the one that's kind of slightly kind of manga cartoon like looking one. I and it starts seen it off yet. with April. Oh, right, I didn't okay. realise they'd. Because they'd, they'd, uh, they were talking about it for a while. Ooh. Oh, I'm terrible. I'm going to go and watch that when I get home. Yeah. It looked pretty cool. I quite yeah, like the it, kind of like slightly angular designs. It looks a little bit kind of like some of the comics. more the original comic style, haven't they? Rather yeah. than the CGI. It looks a little bit. The animation looks a little bit more limited. Yeah. So it kind of it's a bit kind of kind of flashy, slightly cheaper. So it's not quite yeah. of, um, but I kind of like the styling. The styling looks pretty yeah. good. But if it's as well written as the previous kind of Nickelodeon series, I'm all on because that's where it comes down for me. So mm. they told really good stories in those Nickelodeon ones recently. But I mean, the '90s ones will always still be my. That's my childhood growing up. Have my you watched movie. them since being an adult? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> There's no crap. <laughs> 
I mean, like, brilliantly crap, but they are, like... Oh, that's why I refuse to rewatch them, because it's, like, it's part of that golden child. It's like watching Mysterious Cities of Gold now. My God, that show drags. <laughs> You've never seen Mysterious Cities of Gold? No. It was a oh, French-Japanese story about going to find Eldorado. Okay. It's only half as bad as Dog Tanyan. Nah, Dog Tanyan's terrible. Dog Tanyan. What are you on about? That was one of the worst cartoons of all. It has one of the. It made it made the film it made the film nation Tarzans look like epics. <laughs> it has the best theme ever. That that show. Oh, no, it's it's terrible. Well, Dog Tanyan. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. And one for oh, Muska has always. Oh, that's why, that's why <laughs> kids were going out. That's why that's why nineteen eighties kids were going outside vandalizing things because of that theme tune. <laughs> Well, that's <laughs> I was gonna say there's tenuous linkage, Keith, and that's a bit of a stretch there. I'd say it's more Ulysses thirty one. Ulysses That was terrible as well. Yes. They had loads of really bad why can't they have Battle for the Planets on more often? That was good. Because that's expensive. Do you remember the Willy Fog one? That was terrible as well. All of those all of those, <laughs> all of those parties were bad. And then and then they had to like call it Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles in this country because we're all so impressionable in Well, that was because Maggie Thatcher didn't like ninjas. They had to take Mikey's nunchucks away as well and they yes. replaced it with, guess what, a grappling hook, which is great in a fight. That's terrible. <laughs> we're, say, we're, I'm sure there's more eyes will be lost for it. We're the country grappling. that gave the world Jack the Ripper and, like, you know, we can't, we can't even say ninja. <laughs> anyway, back to podcasting world. Anyway. Yes. So, yes. Barrier Station in the Morning, bi weekly. Yep. Your two episodes in, what we talked yep. about in your first two episodes. Uh, well, we've been trying to do like sort of three segments per show. Um, and one of them is Saturday morning cartoons. So, of course, I had to talk about 90s Spidey. Yes. Because I love it so much. Uh, we've talked a bit about Castlevania. We've talked about I'm doing a blank. Lots of stuff. <laughs> you know, it's it's really geeky yeah. and I'm tired. Leave me alone. So, Castlevania's just had a new series on Netflix, hasn't it? Yeah, I is haven't it seen worth it yet because I don't no. know what a Castlevania is. Um, so Castlevania was an 80s NES game originally I think it was was it NES yeah I think it started off on the NES yeah Uh, on the NES Uh, it's basically quite similar to Metroid but set in the best gothic series and you have to fight Dracula at the end basically okay well Barry really liked the cartoon so (laughs) so yeah I, I watched it in one evening and what was weird was like, how many time on your hands did you have no well no this is the thing it's four episodes and they're 20 minutes long so yeah. just as the action started and it was like oh the story's about to get going now they were like yeah that's the season finale I was like what it felt like the prologue to an actual series but I really enjoyed it it was like the animation was really cool the voice actors are so good Richard Armitage like doing like just pithy dry anti-hero stuff yeah. and all about that and uh, yeah it's they got, like, they got it's a good really cast fun. of voice actors on it it's a pretty yeah. decent show. It's really good. But yeah, the other thing with Stacey's new show is it's only half an hour. Yes. Yeah. Just as it gets How going, you, you kind of go, that, that, that doesn't even get me to work in I'm the morning really on the sorry. bus. I'm really sorry. Do you know what that is? It's because um, I realised the other day that I'm about 53 podcasts behind in things that I listen to because they're all two hours long. <laughs> so I thought, do you know what? Let's make an antidote to that. Let's make one really short. Maybe we like the sound of our own voices too much. <laughs> my solution for that is, though, is I listen to all of my podcasts on, on one and a half times speed. And it's brilliant. And sometimes I forget what people sound like in real life. Does everyone, is the same as everybody sound like the Smurfs or the Chipmunks? <laughs> it's not quite as bad as you think, but sometimes when you hear people doing their normal voice, you go, yeah. oh, that's really weird. So yeah, I listen to audiobooks at 1.1 speed because you're much quicker that way and it doesn't really distort the voice that enough. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so what else have you been up to since we last spoke to you? God, it's got to be last year. It's been a while, hasn't no, it? We went yeah. Just before Christmas, 
Oh yes, uh, Southampton Superpod. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that was a thing that happened. <laughs> yeah. We all did that, and everybody forgot. An audience member. I, um, yes. I went insane during that. I didn't mean to, um, but I sort of bogarted most of the podcasts. You were there like nineteen hours out of the twenty-four, weren't you? you were uh, well, he did it for thirty-six, and yeah, I was there for a, an awful lot of it. But it was mostly because um, I don't. I have friends in Southampton, but they all have families and things. Yeah. So when I got there, I sort of saw them for dinner, and then I was like, hmm, "What do I do for the other, you know, two days that I'm here?" So I just went to the podcast and then ended up talking. A lot. I don't know how much the organiser Al actually enjoyed me constantly <laughs> bogarting every show that appeared, but I enjoyed it. It was so. great fun. We really enjoyed it. Mm. Phil didn't bother to come I mean, yeah, <laughs> can we like please not talk about it because I feel incredibly left out. You were at your mother's Debbie Harry's birthday party. Exactly. Yeah, I, there was no way I could have attended. But you had uh, Foxy Phil and yes. substitute with his yes hat. Yeah, it was a good replacement actually. Mm-hmm. Probably you know took up less airtime. <laughs> I've still got those wonderful finger puppets as well that you guys bought. I've still got mine uh, as well, that, yeah. That weird sort of Fu Manchu Spongebob that I've got. I don't know why he's got that tash. Right. So <laughs> Phil's looking blankly at us. We did a £5 tat challenge. We all ran around the market in Southampton, which was a grand total of four stalls, pretty much. <laughs> two of the teams bought finger puppets, which were a 10 for a fiver or something, was it, Guy? And two of the teams bought that. And we bought a wooden elephant, which was awesome. And nobody thought it was actual tat. But we only ended up buying those knitted things because the bloke from the Thai tea shop Tea shop didn't wouldn't sell us his sign for five quid. <laughs> yeah, they were trying to steal a tea time sign. We weren't stealing point. it. We offered him five pounds. <laughs> he I'm wouldn't st- sell it. I'm still very bitter about that whole experience. And also, you waited outside the wrong shop and thought everybody was late. We said we'll be outside HMV. It's kind of like you can't really miss it. It's black and pink. But how come four of us were in one place and just you was in another? Because none of you listened to the instructions. Trying to win. That Obviously, was... didn't get the instructions well, did you? Yeah. But we did raise what was it, over a thousand pounds. Yeah, really, it was. Yeah. yeah. The, the the moment where that happened while we were still on air was uh, a bit nuts because we sort of passed it. And we were like, oh, we've still got like an hour and a half. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. <laughs> what do you want to do now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, Give it was us more money. Yeah. Poor Al. He looked like he didn't. He didn't have any facial expressions left by the end of it. He was uh, just. I'm surprised he hadn't like melted into a wax candle at this point. Yeah, bless him. What a guy. Yeah, just just for doing it, so yeah. 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 And he wants to do it again next year, I think. He <laughs> He's do lally, isn't he? Yes. Because you did your 24-hour podcast last year, which was the first time we met you. It was, it was, it was yeah. And I'm uh, like a, a crazy person. I'm thinking of doing that again as well. <laughs> Not in July, though, because it's no. too hot to have your kitchen windows closed. No, it is way too warm. It's too, it's too hot in here. I reckon Phil's sweating out of that hangover. <laughs> like, honestly, it's like I'm kind of having visions. It's like being in a sweat lodge. <laughs> if you licked him, you'd taste vodka. Gin. <laughs> <laughs> Season 4. As a reward for their betrayal, Tymon has granted the Baltans rule of the north, and the phrase, with nominal rule of Riverrun, that the castle remains under the control of Brynden Tully. Left remaining to oppose the Lannisters are the Greyjoys and the Baratheons. Ramsay Snow... <laughs> Illegitimate child of Roose Bolton, an all-round unpleasant individual, has captured Theon Greyjoy and tortured him by removing his gentleman's sausage. Stannis- By right and birth and blood, I do this day lay claim to the Iron Throne of Westeros. Baratheon, still refusing to surrender, despite having only the remembrance of an army, follows the advice of Melisandre and focuses his attention on the threat of the wildlings marching against the wall. House Martell of Dawn, after some wheeler dealing by Tywin to keep them out of the war, has been given a seat on the small council. A large Dornish delegation arrives in King's Landing. Instead of Prince Doran, his brash younger brother Prince Oberyn 
comes to claim the council's seat. Oberyn loves the ladies, Oberyn loves the boys, but most of all, Oberyn loved his dear sister Alia, who was killed <coughs> by the hound's Yarr. brother, the Mountain, the most feared warrior in the kingdom. Former Master of Coin and new Lord of Harrenhal, Peter Baelish, really want to see those fingers, really want to see those fingers, is instructed by Tywin to woo the Lady Regent of the Vale, Lysa Arryn, the late Caitlin Stark's mad sister. With the Lannisters believing they have won, a royal wedding is to be held between King Joffrey <laughs> and Marjorie Terrell. daughter of Lord Mace Tyrell, which will confirm the future of the realm. Unfortunately, as weddings in Westeros never go smoothly, Joffrey <laughs> doesn't last long as he is poisoned and snuffs it. Tyrion I am the god of d- and wine is arrested for killing his nephew and is put on trial. Queen Daenerys is still cutting a swathe through Slaver's Bay, albeit not one of conquest but of liberation. Once downtrodden herself, Daenerys is determined to free the slaves of the region. She now faces the last and greatest of the Slaver cities, Marine, but unlike her previous victories, they have had time to prepare for her arrival. At Tyrion's I am the god of and wine trial, his lover Shay lies to the court, telling everyone that Tyrion and Sansa were plotting Joffrey's death for months. Tyrion responds in a rage and demands a trial by combat. Cersei Shame. Believing Tyrion to be responsible for Joffrey's death, chooses Sir Gregor the Mountain Clegane as her champion. Oberyn Martell, in an effort to get revenge on Gregor, chooses to be Tyrion's champion. It ends badly for Oberyn. <laughs> Over in Essos, Danny's dragons are getting increasingly restless as they grow larger. She also finds out that Sir Friendzone Mormont to be a Baratheon spy, and she exiles him as punishment. Back in Westeros, Peter Baelish really want to see those fingers. Really want to see those fingers. And Sansa arrive at the Eyrie. Baelish marries Lady Lysa Arryn. who reveals that Baelish was also responsible for the death of her husband, former Hand of the King John Arryn. Peter then shoves her down the moon door, where she plummets to her death, <laughs> and reverts his attention back to Sansa. Ramsay Snow. <laughs> has been tormenting poor Theon, now known only as Reek, and uses him to infiltrate the Ironborn lands to negotiate a surrender. When the Ironborn open the gates, however, Ramsay's troops pour in and murder everyone. <coughs> Lord Roose Bolton then acknowledges Ramsay as a true member of the family, and Roose, Ramsay and Reek head for Winterfell. Far to the north, the White Walkers have emerged in force. The Wildlings have rallied behind King Beyond the Wall, Mance Raider, whose army now numbers in the tens of thousands and is determined to force its way through the wall to reach safety. Jon Snow, knowing nothing, you know nothing, does what he can to prepare Castle Black for the massive attack. Advanced raiding parties of wildlings have infiltrated below the wall, preparing to attack the poorly defended southern side of Castle Black. These warbands are led by Tormund and the fearsome steer, Magnar of Then, who are cannibals. Looks like meat's back on the menu, boy! As well as Jon Snow's ex-girlfriend, Egret. You know nothing. They attack Castle Black, and Egret is killed. <coughs> Jon Snow then goes north beyond the wall to find the wildling leader and assassinate him, but before he is able to do so, Stannis... They will bend the knee or I will destroy them. Baratheon arrives with a massive force and overruns the wildling army. Even further north, Bran, Hodor, Hodor. and friends find what they are looking for, the Heart Tree. They are then attacked by undead walkers and their companion Jojen dies. <coughs> but Bran, Hodor, Hodor and Mira are saved by a child of the forest. After the battle, Bran meets a spooky old man inside the tree. 
who tells him that while he may never walk again, he will fly. Returning to King's Landing, Tyrion I am the god of d- and wine await his execution when he is surprisingly released by Brother Jamie. Tyrion sneaks into his father Tywin's bedchambers where he finds lover Shay, who attacks him with a knife. Tyrion chokes her to death. <laughs> sleeping with his father. He then finds Tywin enjoying a private moment on the lavatory and kills him too. But we almost forgot about Arya. She's been hanging out with the Hound (laughs) who intends to ransom her to Lady Arryn. They run into Brienne of Tarth I am no man who's been trying to find Arya to make good on the oath she made to Arya's mother, Caitlin, back in season two. The Hound duels with Brienne and he's badly wounded. Arya leaves him for dead, takes his money and uses it to buy passage to Braavos. Season 5. The continent of Westeros has gone through more kings than a playing card factory, and now Cersei's Shame. youngest son, Tommen, is on the throne and is engaged to marry Lady Marjorie Tyrell. East of Westeros, after murdering his own father, Tyrion has fled across the narrow sea to the free cities with Varys, former member of the small council. Cersei... She is losing her grip on Tommen as he falls in love with Marjorie. Without her father to guide her, she revives the Faith Militant, a once dormant religious order which arrests people for committing sinful acts. Arya makes it to Bravos and the Hall of Face Dancers, a group of face-swapping assassins. In the deserts of the deep south of Westeros, the people of Dawn demand vengeance for the death of Prince Oberyn, who died in a trial by combat at the hands of Sir Gregor Clegane. Leading the call to enter the war against the Lannisters are Oberyn's lover, Alaria Sand. And three of his eight daughters, who threatened to kill Marcella, Jamie and Cersei's daughter, Jamie Lannister, and heads to dawn with Bronn to rescue her. Stannis, the Iron Throne is mine by right. Needs to win the allegiance of Robb Stark's defeated Bannermen to rally the North again as a springboard against Lannister rule. To win the support of Jon Snow, he offers to make him Jon Stark. But now winter is truly coming. King of the North, Jon is caught between Stannis and his vows since the Night's Watch is sworn to strict political neutrality. Instead, he becomes Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. Baelish, really want to see those fingers? Really want to see those fingers? Now de facto ruler of the Vale, sends Sansa off to marry Ramsay Bolton. <laughs> but tells her Stannis was on the way to kill the Boltons, so she'll be fine. She then bumps into Brienne I am no man on the way, who pledges allegiance to Sansa. Brienne gives her a candle to light in Winterfell Tower so she can bust in and rescue her if things get ugly after hearing about the wedding. Tyrion is I am the god of and wine drinking, and whilst he has a comfort break he's kidnapped by Ser Jorah to take to Daenerys and win some brownie points. Danny, meanwhile, is making nice with the former slavers of Marine and offers to marry Leighton from Trollied. Quite nervous. And reopen the fighting pits. Tyrion. I am the god of d- and wine. And Sir Friendzone. are on a ship and they get attacked by stone men after being distracted by one of Danny's dragons who's on the loose. Jorah gets infected but keeps it secret. They're then captured by slavers who take them to fight in the fighting pits. Bump into Danny. Tyrion becomes her political advisor and Sir Jorah is banished again. In King's Landing, the Faith Militant get a little overzealous, shutting down Peter Baelish's Really want to see those fingers? Really want to see those fingers? Brothels, arresting Marjorie's brother Loras for his homosexual liaisons, arresting Marjorie for lying about said homosexuality, and even arresting Cersei Shame. for her own re- incestuous relationships. Sansa and Ramsay are married. 
watch, and then he forces Rick to watch as <laughs> he does the nasty with Sansa. Sansa gives Rick the candle to light, but he dobs her in instead. Arya, meanwhile, is slowly working her way up through the ranks to become an assassin, and gets to see the Hall of Faces. For her first mission, she dresses up to sell ISIS clams and cockles to get intel and a target. She gets distracted when she sees Mace Tyrell, Marjorie's dad, now Master of Coin, who's come to talk to the Iron Bank. He's accompanied by the Kingsguard, who's killed her sword shooter way back in season one. She then offs him in a brothel. <laughs> Jon Snow still knows nothing. You know nothing. He's now Lord Commander and brokers a deal with the Wildlings for them to reinforce the wall. Most of the Night's Watch are not big fans of his as they've been fighting the Wildlings for centuries. Jon goes north of the wall to speak to the other Wildling leaders and they're attacked by zombies. He fights a White Walker and manages to kill him with his specially made sword, Longclaw. Jon Snow and some of the Wildlings escape, while Stannis Let all true men declare their loyalty. This is ready for the attack on Winterfell. His supplies are burnt by Ramsay. <laughs> So he sends Davos back to Castle Black for more. Stannis is forced by Melisandre to sacrifice his daughter to melt the snow. Back over the sea, Danny is watching the gladiators when Sir Jorah chucks a spear at her. Or does he? No, an assassin was creeping up behind. They're attacked. Leighton from Trolley is promptly killed. Pretty quickly, Obi-Wan, Sir Barris and Salmi Now that's a name I've not heard in a long time Dies in a sewer <coughs> And Danny escapes on Drogon Stannis I held Storm's End with 500 men His men start to desert him and his wife hangs herself <coughs> He marches on Winterfell and Brienne I am no man Seeing him coming, decides to go and kill him for killing Remley Remember him? Sansa unfortunately chooses this time to light the candle Stannis' troops are slaughtered <coughs> And Brienne I am no man goes in to kill Stannis, but it's not clear whether she does the deed. Ah! Sansa and Rick escape by jumping off the wall and kill Ramsay's crazy girlfriend in the process. Ah! Arya Isis clams and cockles! Yeah, is punished for killing the wrong person by being struck blind by one of the faceless assassins. Cersei Shame confesses to adulterous liaisons with her cousin Lancel, but denies sleeping with her brother Jamie. Or that she was responsible for the death of the late King Bob She's granted freedom until her trial, but only on the condition that she walk naked through the streets of King's Landing. Shame. 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 She also learns that the reanimated corpse of Gregor the Mountain Clegane is now a new member of the Kingsguard. Back in Summer Bay, sorry, Dawn, Jamie is captured. He meets with Dr. Bashir from Deep Space Nine and he lets them go on the condition that his son, Tristan, replace Oberyn on the small council. They head back to King's Landing, but Marcella dies during the voyage. <coughs> A result of the poison planted on her by a kiss from Alaria Sand. In Marine, Jorah and Dario decide to go on a road trip to find Danny, and Tyrion's left in charge of the city. Varys reappears to give him a hand. Danny is then kidnapped by the Dothraki as Drogon goes full Charizard. I bet you don't even have enough badges to get into the Pokemon League yet! At Castle Black, Sam gets his end away with Gilly and is sent away to become trained as a healer, leaving Jon without many friends. Davos arrives to get supplies, but then Melisandre turns up and goes, my bad, on the fact that Stannis might not be the true king, and telling them he's dead. The rest of the Night's Watch, sick of Jon, brand him a traitor, and stabby stab stab, we are left thinking he's dead. Or is he? Valor Morgolis, honeys. So this is the story of Game of Thrones Season 6. It's all about the story about how. <laughs> this is a story all about how Jon Snow's life was turned upside down. Yeah. <laughs> when he okay. his mum and dad were who? Well, 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 gather round children and I'll tell you a tale. 
This is season six of Game of Thrones. Don't get too close. He's a bit sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> Just for anyone who uh, who has been living under a rock. So starts. Uh, oh, is it Sunday? It's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Yes. tomorrow. Tomorrow. So okay. So yeah, you've not got time to watch all of season six by tomorrow. So here is the recap. Hang so, on, you probably would though. In your lifestyle. <laughs> I mean, yeah, works for suckers. <laughs> okay, so um, Jon Snow has just been uh, killed in a mutiny at Castle Black. The sorceress Melisandre finally starts using her powers for good and brings him back from the dead. He assumes command of Castle Black and executes the mutineers before riding to the aid of his sister, Sansa. Together, they defeat the right nasty Boltons in battle, and Sansa watches as her abuser, Ramsay Bolton, is eaten alive by his own hounds, which was just the most satisfying, cathartic moment of my life! After doing lots and lots of stabbing and then getting stabbed herself, Arya finally decides it's time to quit her gap year in Bravos, and now she's heading back to Westeros to seek revenge on those who wronged her, one human pot pie at a time. While on a vision quest beyond the wall, Bran glimpses the truth about Jon's heritage. He is actually the secret... So, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers! He is actually the secret child of Ned's sister Lyanna and Rhaegar Targaryen, making him the nephew of Daenerys and also possibly an heir to the Iron Throne. Following her very public humiliation at the hands of the High Sparrow, Cersei uses chemical warfare to get rid of all of her enemies in one fell swoop, including Marjorie and Loras Tyrell, and claims the Iron Throne for herself. Theon Greyjoy travels to Essos with his sister Yara to form an alliance with Daenerys, and together with Tyrion and the Three Dragons, they mobilise their huge army and set sail for Westeros. Cersei, you in danger, girl. And that is the story of Season 6. That was a very fast recap. Thank you for that, Phil. That, that you, so that, just to be certain, that was season six of Game of Thrones, yes. not some random Mexican daytime soap opera. <laughs> <laughs> like a telenovela. <laughs> so what were their thoughts on season six? It's I been mean, a while now. Um, but... I still listen to Light of the Seven, which is the, um, the cello music from the first scene, that yes. long, tense scene of the season finale. Yes. Because, oh my God, like that was just such good television. Yeah. It was just, and yeah, I, I still think about that all the time. I mean, Game of Thrones is known for getting through characters pretty quickly, yeah, but I don't it, think anybody expected Marguerite and the High Sparrow. It, it feels like, because they know they're wrapping up, they've got two short seasons, so they, they have to clear the board of all the yeah. extraneous players. And But what also it felt like after six seasons of watching your favourite characters either die or just be treated awfully. I mean, we, we basically had like six years of, you know, the abuse and subjugation of Sansa. Mm-hmm. So to watch her finally get revenge and go home and be back where she belongs with one of her family, it was just like, oh my God, finally, this is like glimmer of justice happening in this incredibly, you know, complicated, morally grey world. Where does this new season put you in terms of its relationship to the books? Are you ahead of the books? We're just so in we're, front of the books? We are beyond or? books now. Okay. So, There's yeah. a couple of chapters in the books which haven't been shown in the show, but they don't know if they're going to carry them in because they involve yes. characters that I didn't bring into the show. But I think we're pretty much where the books are. Everyone is on the same page now. Like No one's like, oh yeah, I know what's going to happen there. So it's like when yes. there's things like The Red Wedding or like the deaths of major characters where the people who've been reading the books since the 90s you know, were so ahead of us. And this now, is where it's going to diverge completely. So this is completely uncharted. Yeah, they, 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 I think George R.R. Uh, Martin has given them an outline of like, sheets, basically. Oh. Yeah, because he's never going to finish his book, is he? Um, yeah. well, <laughs> he's yeah, too busy on the trampoline in his back garden <laughs> having fun. <laughs> but, <laughs> is he likely to write the same story as it's going to be in the TV series? Yeah, because he's like, they're doing the work for me now. There you go, it's the book. There you go, job done. But does that... Because I can see how if you've read the book, you might want to see the TV show. But how does it work the other way around? So if the, book, the TV show gets ahead of the books, 
are people going to go and read the books? The books really, diff- really strictly different to the TV series because every chapter has one focal point. So it'll be through the eyes of Arya, it'll be through the eyes of Jamie Lannister, it'll be through the eyes of Ned Stark, and you'll have their viewpoint. And then the next chapter will move on to somebody else, and it'll go in rotation. So, so every bo- character has their own chapter, really, except yeah. for Hodor, because that would be a really boring chapter. Just so Hodor, 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 Hodor. People who are reading the books are going to get something different from the books. And yes, watch the TV series. And it's pretty much based on the War of the Roses, which most people have worked out by yeah. now. But oh, the we, one with Dan DeVito. No, not that and one. <laughs> not, not the Dan DeVito no. and Kathleen, no. Kathleen Turner and Michael Douglas. Totally different War of the Roses. I would love Kathleen Turner in Game of Thrones, to be honest. I think she'd be incredible. She'd do all right. I'm not and sure. Danny DeVito. I was going to say, I'd watch it if Danny DeVito was going to be as friend. Danny DeVito is going to say, it's always Sunny in Philadelphia on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> or just be... coming in as the penguin. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Charlie on the wall would be fun. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> Could you imagine just like drawing maps out? Oh my god, go I want I want Charlie's A to write a Game of Thrones musical. Because his songs are hilarious. Yeah. No um, talking of that, how far are we are how far are we away from the Game of Thrones musical? Because it's gotta happen, hasn't it, at some point? I, mean, I stabbed you with would, my sword. It would be like a, it would be twelve hours long. <laughs> Just it'll bits. be like the ring cycle again if anybody's ever watched that in opera it's like an entire day's length the, the Wagner ring cycle you, you could just do it quite quickly here's a song stabby stabby here's another song stabby stabby here's, here's another willy. song stabby lots of people yeah, and then, <laughs> just before the interval here's a willy some gratuitous <laughs> so lots of gratuitous nudity on stage it think be it, like the hair of the 21st yes. century <laughs> Game of Thrones Season 7 Predictions. Spoilers will abound, so close your ears if you haven't seen it or you don't want to think about what's going to come up in the series. I should have said that before I gave away what was Season 6. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> if you didn't listen to that, rewind, erase it for your mind and listen again after you've seen Season 6. I think Jon Snow and Daenerys are going to get together. But he's her nephew. Ew. It's Game of Thrones. I guess, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there are uh, there is a, a corner of the internet that ships that. Yes. Um, I feel like I can. I, I feel it makes sense for them to sort of join forces. Yeah. And basically, this is what you're seeing. You're seeing every other family join forces against the Lannisters. So you got was it House Tyrell, yep. Greyjoy, and Targaryen all on the same Martel. side. Martell and Martell. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like basically, um, so all you need the to do is, is get, get Jon Snow and the yeah. Starks to join forces, which shouldn't yes. be hard at all. I okay, so my thing is, I like is, uh, I I really want a Stark family reunion. Am I going to get it? No, I think they're going to go into Rick and Morty world anyway. Or Rick's going to turn up halfway through series <laughs> season seven to Game of Thrones. Yeah, like, what an amazing crossover! Yeah, be He's got blob on his face. Predictor Willie, that's my prediction for series seven. There will be boobs. We know that for sure. Right. The only reason I think it, there's three dragons. We know. Bran is going to be riding one of them. We yes. know Daenerys is going to be riding the other one, so there's got to be a third dragon rider. And it could be and Jon Snow. It's got to be Jon Snow. He's got Targaryen blood. Yeah. Is he still rowing somewhere? He was like, <laughs> last time we saw him he was rowing a boat in season two, and we haven't seen him since. He's got to come back. That is he's going to have like the biggest uh, arms in uh, the he's world. Dangling plot Thanks to Digital that... Spike, he's definitely coming back. Is he just going to yeah. turn up in the very last episode? <laughs> just just rowing. Row, row, oh, by the way, I'm the king uh, now. Guess, <laughs> I guess I missed it. The king of nobody left. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Considering I'm way way back in season two, yes. I've not caught up with him. Uh, you've spoiled it all for me anyway, so I'm not going to lie. So, how many wolves have we got? And how many dragons Dire have we got? wolves, we I have think... two left. Oh? So, Ghost is yes. alive. Brand's one is... No, no Brand's... Summer, Summer's, Summer's dead. dead. Nymeria is dead. Yeah. No, 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 Nymeria is off 
yes. she ran away. Yes. So there's one um, AWOL, AWOL and one left. The was it Sansa's one that's AWOL? Or lady, was it... No, Lady was killed. Oh, uh, yeah, Lady was dead. And then Nymeria oh, yes. got... She, yes. Remember, she sent yes. her running yes. away into the woods. But um, if Arya's back from her gap year, then I, she might... Uh, you know what? If, if she doesn't get a family reunion, can she just get her puppy back? Yes. I, that would, I would legit cry at that. Because I'm more, I'm more interested in the wolves and the dragons. Because the dragons just seem a bit. A bit uh, wait, wait, whatever. wait for a few series. Put it that way with the dragons. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. They yeah. get bigger. There's only the angstier is quite a, an amusing. Drogon's one. goth phase. Yeah. <laughs> it just reminds me of that bit in Jurassic Park when they can, when the egg opens and it's like, oh, a little cute little dragon. No, nah, they they. And then they get like yeah. savager AF. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And what? Who yes. replaces the geezer out of Dargate Atlantis? Who can golf with one hand? What? He, he's going to be uh, he's going to be Aquaman. Oh, oh um, Jason Momoa. Yeah, Khan Drogo. That? Yeah, because because he's in it and then he dies. Yeah. That's well, season one. So if Daenerys you that, is now in charge. She becomes the okay. queen of the. Um, yes. After killing off all the yeah. heads of the yeah, Dothraki. I'm so far behind. I am clueless when this. Yes. Oh, goes I mean, on. yeah. So again, with season six, what I loved about it was after spinning her wheels in like the sort of you know Westeros, killing for of two the, years of the Middle East. Yes. Um, with increasingly problematic racial storylines. She's finally actually doing something. She's yeah. finally on the move again. She's finally coming to Westeros. But and, and obviously, like the, the big one of the closing shots of the last season was them all on a boat yeah. going towards you know. They're on a boat. I'm on a boat. I got my flippy flappies. I got my dragon. Um, and, and and the trailer for the new season has got them on a ship yes. approaching somewhere. Are they going to make it to the capital like in this season, or are we going to have more like? Well, oh, they're going to go on like a little sort of like tour. They're going to go to Are they going to be wasting more, yes. wasting even more time? Okay, like, isn't story. it nine episodes and eight episodes, and then that's it? No, seven, yeah. six. Let's cut, seven, down, seven, yeah, let's cut seven, down to the nitty gritty, right? This is my prediction for the series. It's going to suck. Do you know why it's going to suck? Because it's meant to be series seven. This is meant to be series seven, but two parts originally. But they've split it because they're greedy and they want more money. So we know. That season seven is going to be rubbish because they're just going to kill off all the stupid characters like Davos and Theon and no one who gives a toss about anybody. Yeah, all the people. We no know one Paul Kay's back in it. No so one gives a... going to have to come back from the dead. Yeah, all oh, the people yeah. we don't give a damn about. It's going to be meaningless plot lines of everybody getting together, and then the last episode we good. So it's going to be a rubbish series until next year. I That's think, my prediction. I think the last episode is going to be the breach of the wall and the White Walkers coming down. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be six yeah. episodes of Tosh. Go and watch Twin Peaks instead. But I can't see how, in, as, as if you were making a TV show and you were kind of priming it in, in such a big way, you couldn't subject your audience to six episodes of Tosh. You've got to, you've got to up your game. You've got to if make this like, like every episode has got to be a blockbuster. Any TV and show the ever. End is coming, yeah. They, yeah, there's kind of no excuse for filler episodes anymore. Yeah. I mean, the last two episodes of there season six were masterworks in they, cinematography. Well, and, and because obviously we had the big um, the battle of the B words. Yes, the um, battle of the illegitimate sons. Exactly, yes. because we had that, and then you kind of assume that like because what they normally do is they do that one big like OMG episode, and then the next one is kind of just setting things up for yes. next year. But then they had so they had that, and then they had Cersei Cersei's revenge in the finale, which was like a, even more of an OMG moment. Yeah. And so it's like I, I yeah, I mean I, the, you can't sustain that week after week. You know, you need to kind of have like a little bit of breathing room. I, but they 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 have got so much story to burn through over the next what mm-hmm. is it like thirteen episodes over yeah. two years. So I want bang for my buck. They they're gonna have to rush through because they've got so many different plot threads going at the minute. And and you can kind of see they're starting to weave them together, like with the houses joining forces. Yeah. So like rather than having all these disparate storylines, they're actually having characters in the same place, which yeah. is so fun to watch. Is it true that what I heard as well is that the episodes will be the length they need to be? They're not going to be a regular hour. They're going to be <coughs> they're all legs. 
movie length yeah. is what they're calling it, which is pretty much one hour twenty to one hour forty. Is that I think like ad breaks though, including ad yeah, breaks. So it's gonna be it's gonna be like fifty minutes then. Yeah. I am predicting one scene though, a bit like at the end of Star Wars, where they gather, gather all the warriors together and they do the, like the Death Star thing oh, at the yeah. end. But there's going to be somebody at the front that goes, "When a thousand people with swords are running at you, zigzag. Don't, don't, yeah. <laughs> you don't run, run straight at them. <laughs> and then and arrows, you zigzag. Run, yeah. run in a zigzag. And it's going to be like they're going to do like a graphic display. They're going to draw it on chalk or something. Yeah, you know, you zigzag. Do that. I think it's going to be an interesting series because they've got nothing to work with except, as we said, crib notes. They've got yeah. no massive book full it of material. It will be interesting to see if the storytelling kind of devolves because yeah. they haven't got that incredibly clear roadmap. This is the, that thing they had such wealth of material in the book they could pick and choose what they wanted to show pretty easily. Yeah. And dialogue choices. And now you've got blank slate. They're going yeah. to have a scene where somebody will land with on a, a, the missing, the unknown dragon rider yes. will land somewhere, lean over to one of the characters, and ask them if they've got a light. There you go. That's, oh how, that's how the season's going to end. Guy, anything more to add? No, I just told you it's going to be a rubbish series. It's going to be dull. It's going to be boring. Go watch Twin Peaks instead. Stacey, seven, seven episodes of padding. Stacey, you're not a massive Game of Thrones fan. No, I watched one episode and I was like, cool, this is grim. So yes. I stopped. <laughs> that, is big, that is self-care, ladies and gentlemen. Stacey, Stacey looked at it and went, turtle count? Zero. <laughs> I'm not watching this. Absolutely no There's been no interdimensional portals. They've got yep. a dragon, but well, that's just no not enough. Burps, um, dragon, oh, where is my Szechuan no, turtle? Where is my Szechuan sauce? <laughs> <laughs> Number of dragons they've got? Three. No, that's not four. It doesn't count. Yeah. It doesn't work. Okay, why should I watch Rick and Morty? Because it's, it's the best. Awesome. But he's got flop on his face. <laughs> Not all the time. <laughs> Most of the time. You started that so confidently. <laughs> I can't get past that. If, to describe Rick and Morty properly, it's a passive-aggressive, abusive relationship between a grandfather and his, <laughs> and his grandson. And also, you could but say it's a cartoon. So it's adventure. just it's yeah. drawn. It's not real garb on his mouth. Yeah, but it's it just, just a colour. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, just, I don't know. So that's not going to be your problem with the show. Your problem is going to be with Morty's dad. As soon as you start watching Rick no, and Morty, you I will... love Jerry. Jerry's terrible. Jerry's wonderful. His only friend is Taddy Mason, who's not even a real friend. <laughs> It's so adorable. But the whole point of Jerry is you're not supposed to like him. No, I love him. I absolutely love him. I don't know, Jerry. He's the one in the family who actually like really gives a crap about the family when you think about it. Like because they all just let Rick do whatever he wants. Do you know what? If he gave if he gave a crap about the family, it turned into a man to wipe the flob off his face. (laughs) I've got no counterpoint to that. (laughs) Well, you have millions of Ricks at one point in the series, so not all of them will have flob. There will only be one flobby. I like to think that it's booze. It's not flob. It's not. It's just, oh, I don't know, it's just, it's just a bit gross. Do you know, like how Ren and Stimpy was gross? I couldn't yeah. watch that. It grosses me out, like, how, like, that grosses me out. Right, I got angry then. Why did you get angry? It's a trilogy of angriness this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cinematic universe of anger. <laughs> okay, we'll start on Tuesday, lunchtime. Had, to, had toothache, so I thought, better get some, go and get some Sensodyne toothpaste. Limited lunch break. Carry on. Just Keith's got a question. Just, so, you had toothache. You drink a startling amount of sugary-related <laughs> drinks. That could be linked to San Pellegrino. Are they connected? But we're not going to blame it on San Pellegrino okay. because we do want the sponsorship. Please sponsor us. <laughs> Don't blame it on the San Pelly. Don't blame it on the... San Helio. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it, Phil, you're never going to be the eye-dense guy. <laughs> blame it on the poor oral health hygiene. Okay, so got a toothache. So went to get into the chemist. Fat man. I'm not. I mean, I'm a fat man, but this guy was fatter than me. And he he stood in the doorway and he goes, "Oh, they're not serving anyone at the moment because the chemist isn't there." 
had the pharmacist isn't there and i was like right okay so he just stopped in the doorway and i was like yeah okay and then he said it again and i was like right but i still need to go in the shop and he's like yeah, but they're not serving anybody. And then eventually I had to just say, look, do you just want to get out of my way, fat man, so I can go into the shop? He literally just wouldn't let me in. I was like, if both of us try and get through this door, it's going to be a problem. And I do not want to be stuck in a door frame with you. <laughs> are you sure Are you sure he was fat and not stubby? <laughs> stop saying stubby. So I was annoyed by Never that. Then, right, Tuesday, my dad's birthday, we go for dinner. Big long table, we sit at the end of it. Doesn't say reserved on there, so we just sat at the table on the end. Then this, like, couple of women sit on the end of the table. And I hear them tell us 13 people come into each other. Then this waitress comes along. This table's reserved for people's colour. What was the bloody sign on here? <laughs> was there? the woman like a hag from like an 18th century fairy tale? <laughs> so we were like, oh, it was all that is this table. <laughs> So we're like, well, where's me and my, and my sister's here? And my sister is equally as bad-tempered as I am. So we're like, uh, where's the sign on the table? <laughs> and then she's like, oh, yeah, but it is. And then my sister's like, well, you better go find us another table then. So while my sister's kicking off at the waitress, woman at the end of the table sat with a friend, starts smirking. So I just turned around really and went, what are you smiling at? And she's like, what, what, what? And I was like, so what do you think? It's funny that we're getting ushered out because you've got a party of 13 coming. And then... We go move to another table, and then I turn around and do the I really hope you enjoy your dinner to the smug b who was laughing <laughs> at the table down the end. I mean, you just seem like a treat when you're here. <laughs> <laughs> I was. There's one of you is bad enough. Having two of you in the room at any oh, time. Oh, it felt good to have like teammates. It was nice. But do you know what I mean? It's like if it doesn't say reserved, then it ain't reserved, is it? No. I don't know. You but... But I was more annoyed about the woman at the end of the table, thinking she right. was great. Because at the end of the day, she was a 50-year-old housewife who's having an evening out, you know, with her friends, thinking she's great. Can we get some extra details on this story? Go on. Where is this place that you were in oh, with a, the tables? It's a shoddy two-for-one pub in Redditch. Okay, so it's a pub. <laughs> is there more tables than this big, long one? Is there stubby tables around it? <laughs> It was the it was tables of, of not a not large length or yeah. something. T- tables for two, the stubby type, you know, not the big ones, the stubby tables. There the ones that are lim- only just enough room for your pint and a plate. There was limited space because it was a busy period. However, okay. there was no reserve signs, so we were in the right. And also the waitress was really rude as well. So well like, surely, kidding? I've been into a few of these pubs, props a longer ago, but aren't you usually escorted in? Don't you have to like wait at the front and they go, we'll just see if you've got know, a the table. This is really shoddy there. So you just barge it in. Mate, it's a two for one pub. I mean, what do you think you're getting with this? You know, Two dinners for a price of one. <laughs> two angry Halfords for the price of one. <laughs> That's exactly what they got. <laughs> Um, 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 today's specials are the Angry Halford. <laughs> you can have two of those if you want. <laughs> the thing is, like, like I, I'm bad, but my sister is a lot worse. Like, you, she's Something terrible. worse than you. Yeah, she's my really God. bad. And I can't she, even imagine what that would be like. She really goes for it. And then the final, the final, <laughs> the final chapter. The final the chapter final was this morning as I was uh, trying to get the train to this very establishment we're stood in right now, and. Um, Ticket machine's not working at the station. <gasps> and then the, the guy the guy who runs the ticket box is having a fag outside by the ticket machine. And he's like, oh, I'll be in in a minute. Two minutes before the train comes in, he trundles in, starts serving the queue, which is massive at this point. Doesn't give a damn that he's been having a fag, fag outside and only made miss Which he probably has made people miss the train as a result of him having a cigarette. Then I give him my money. Short changes me. And I was like, where's my change? He was like, I gave you the change. So I called him a 
and went off and got the train. So, so did this bloke make sure he stubbed out his bag <laughs> and then gave you your ticket stubbed as well? Yes, he yeah. did. Yeah. I am going to leave. I did make. I did phone up London Midland and make a personal complaint about Mark. That's right. <laughs> I'm naming you Mark <laughs> from Shirley Station. You have been complained about by me today for your poor service. Guy has snubbed your stub. <laughs> So yeah, I've been I've had a bit of an angry week. To be fair, this week I've been pretty bad. Every one of your weeks is angry. I don't know who I'm more. I, I, I who's the biggest jackass out of the room? You, Mark. Mark. You reckon Mark? Absolutely. I don't know though. Cause the guy blocking the access to the pharmacy. I mean, it's like none, none of his business, really. But he seems like he might have had problems. He was Mark trying to help. Like least, he did yeah. say he was trying to help, and I turned around. Well, actually, you're hindering me. <laughs> what worries me now is like. When was the last time guy went to train stations? Drives me insane though, because I there is no excuse. There is it's really like, you no excuse. Know that we are all on our way somewhere. Mm. I like literally. I, if I you just... even have a timetable of when the things are bloody and arriving. Oh, yeah. But no, saying that, so I wouldn't angry. want to be the guy behind the desk that goes, "Okay, where do you want to go? Oh, I'd like to go to Birmingham, please." Okay, you've got the choice of the following forty-two different ticket prices. You've got the travel now, come back later at this price. You've got the uh, travel before now, come back after yesterday uh, at this price. You've got the cheap saver, the cheap, cheap, cheap saver, the off-peak cheap, cheap saver, the cheap, the cheap, cheap, cheap. There's like 42 different prices to get the train. It's no, like they should just be a bloody them online so you can just saunter in and pretend. I was only going from Shirley Station, do you know what I mean? Do you know I think what's most annoying about it is that, you know, not only was he taking minutes off his life, he was taking minutes off my life as well by being in that queue. You should have so done what most passengers do and just not bother paying. That you should just got on the train and paid when you arrived. Uh, no, because you get to the thing then, and they're like, "Why well, didn't you buy a ticket? We're going to give you a twenty pound fine. Put your name on a poster." Are they a robot? What's this? Guy <laughs> <laughs> Halford, we have finally caught you. The Daleks have you taken must over. Pay your the Daleks have taken over Snow Hill, have they? This is a great story. <laughs> this is a great story about my housemate, and he'll kill me if he ever knows I said this. But um, he um, he woke up late to go to an exam once, and uh, it, then he but he told his mom why he missed the exam was because the train was late. So she made him write a letter to the train company to get a re- uh, to get a refund for the ticket. What, the one that he, he got yeah, he, <laughs> he got a refund for the post. Is this why he's gone off to Brazil now to live an ex expatriate yeah. with his life of crime? <laughs> Yeah, well, it's been an angry week, but I, I think I was annoyed by the smug in the cap in the restaurant. To be honest, because it's just the way she was looking at, it, like, yeah, you you've got to move, you stupid family. But it's kind of like, yeah, well, I could just come and kick your chair from beneath you. But, <laughs> you'll be like, oh, but I think I think you have you had a prerogative there to not move because it didn't say reserved on the table, and nobody informed you the moment you sat down. So you failed. You should have stayed. You should have stood your ground and mm. went, "We're here now." And so, why don't you go and find them another table? If anybody wants to offer guy counselling or just in general anger management therapies, where can they find you? <laughs> they, I just genuinely bump into jackasses, and it's just like I don't know, God, just like you, a jack- like that, right, I've said this phrase many times to you. If you bump into one a, a day, they're the. A- if all you meet is a, you're the. What are you on about? I'm not. The, I... com- well, the common factor in all these stories it's is you. you. Well, hang on a minute. Why am I in the wrong? I needed a train ticket. I needed some toothpaste. I needed some dinner. I needed free things. And customer service destructed me from having those free things. I was requiring services from people which oh, weren't yeah. necessarily provided. Has anybody else had any problems buying toothpaste, getting a seat in a restaurant, and buying a train ticket this week? No. No? 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 no. no. The Swift card takes forever, but you just wait. I live in Reddit, so you sigh and wait, as Keith does, sigh and wait for buses for eternity. 
You just, you just, you know, Tur and shift from foot to foot. You just seethingly rage and wait for the moment you if, become a psychotic nutcase. If you're truly British, you'll get out a newspaper and ruffle it slightly. And <laughs> I mean, I, oh, I do that. I mean, I, to be fair, I get why the woman laughed in the restaurant. I, if she was on the other side, I probably would have laughed as well. I mean, it's all right. No, 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 no. You, so you would have laughed. There's no, there's no, there's no halfway I, house I would, in this. I would have laughed at it, let's face it. The guy Unless, who, of course, you stood in dog poo and then you'd have the taken it all back <laughs> the following week. The guy who had the cigarette, more than one person was affected there, so that was a group annoyance. But the guy the chem, the, in the pharmacy, there was just no need to stand in the door frame telling me that. It's going to like, so what? I'll find out for myself. That, that's, I agree. People who stand in the door frames at any kind of retail establishment yeah. are the worst, especially people who want to have a conversation whilst leaving the shop in the doorway. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to stop and check my phone in the doorway. It's like, well, you know Move. I hope your Uber driver tries to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> women, with, women with push chairs, they don't, have, they don't have any care in the world. They just charge towards you. Can't do it. I'm just going to stand you here. You don't have right we'll away because, because you don't know how condoms work. <laughs> so we'll see what happens you ran the kid with my leg I'll be in pain let's see what happens to the child here you know they just don't care they're just literally on a vendetta to push the bush share into you it's, and it's not like, the kid's fault do you know what I end up hating like a child <laughs> people who walk slightly slower than you but don't get out of your way and then when you try and like change the, like, you try, when you try and yes. move to the side they like veer in front of you uh, as well yes. it's like it's like they're sort of like zigzagging they're just like wandering around roaming having a lovely time and you're behind them like I'm going to stab you in the back <laughs> at least <I'm> <laughs> but at least they wouldn't get hit by arrows from like a horde of people just, yeah. just Philip Ellis's gaze. Oh my god, like that. Yeah, they're like, oh, why is the back of my neck suddenly hot? It's because I've developed rage heat vision. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I had a Nevron actually. Subway. It um, used to be, it used to be a trilogy was good enough. Now we're into the quadrilogy. It's the the Crystal Skull. Um, <laughs> I, was in, I was in Subway and I waited five minutes in the queue to get a sandwich. And then some woman decides just before she's about to head, oh, can I get a salad as well? I just kicked off and I was just all like, yeah, thanks for that. You could have decided before, you know, I even had the guy come to me, kicked off, moaned at the subway guy, moaned at the woman and her two kids, left the shop. You have issues. No, I don't. I just, I literally, I don't <laughs> no, understand the mentality. <laughs> if you're going to order something, order it all at the same time. Don't think, oh, well, now I need a salad. Or if you're ordering a subway, just accept your fat and just get on with it. You could you could replicate this uh, every day, Guy. If you blindfoldedly made yourself a sandwich before work, and so <laughs> you could then open it up at work, and, oh, what moron made this stupid sandwich for me? It's got all the wrong ingredients. It's put together. You could make a packed lunch that would save you having to go out. I haven't had a packed lunch since I was a kid, man. I don't want a packed lunch. Something about eating a sandwich wrapped in cling film. We feel sweaty. <laughs> What, like us in the studio? <laughs> yeah, it's just a joy. I mean, it's kind of like somebody gives you a pat lunch. It's like a, it's like a buffet. And my nan's own funeral, I didn't eat the buffet because I was old women had their hands dipping it. Mum and dad were like, oh, yeah. They must have thought I was really sad about my nan. And like, are you okay? You're hungry. It's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, like I wasn't. I was, no, just, no, I'm sorry, I was just not. I was starting to think I'm just not that eating that. Old lady I'm, not to, yeah, so I'm not touching that. You know, it's a sad, it, that's was, why I didn't eat all day. Was it your traditional Midland buffet of ham and cheese sandwiches, more ham and cheese sandwiches, corned beef, sausage rolls, sausage rolls? Pineapple and cheese on oh, sticks. I love a sausage roll though. But they're yeah. crap sausage rolls. Oh, they're always oh. crap sausage rolls. It's not like a good Greg sausage roll. They're like Greg sausage oh rolls are terrible. Oh no. Oh, they're greasy and disgustrous. Exactly. And that's yeah. what is the joy so of a Greg sausage roll. It's just the concept of it's the <laughs> it's the concept of finger food. The term finger is used for something else as well, and that's why I do not want that food. Yeah, but people don't like. Not lit- they're not literally they don't fingering touch it the and food. Then put it down. They're not, they're they're not just watching you like rubbing their hands across the sandwiches. Mate, like this. they could have been playing with a fidget spinner. I don't know what that's been. <laughs> 
Well, you know that like there's people matter on everything, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> is it any coffee shop you're gonna get an extra just surprise? Anywhere. <laughs> like it's everywhere. This is what immune systems are for. Everything yeah. has poo on it. I'm so happy you said that in this sweatingly disgusting room. I well, feel great about there being poo. It, the it's true because you, you, soil, <laughs> the earth from ago. which everything comes, is worm poo. So everything comes from poo. Worm Sorry, that's a really obscure always sunny reference. How have we gone from Mark to Pooh? <laughs> oh, you've already oh, had, remember, you've yeah. already had that on your Twitter stream this week, Stacey. That's terrible. Oh, it's hot. It was a bad week. I think we need to play some top trumps to get over that. Mate, I'm gonna, it's going to take me a few weeks to get over all the atrocities of this week. We're going to play <laughs> top trumps. Woo-hoo. We're about top to trumps. play a round oh. of top trumps. Woo! World of Weird, believe it or not. They are Ripley's, believe it or not, World of Weird. Uh, Is it really Ripley or is it Craig Charles? Because Craig Charles used to do a Ripley's, believe it or not, show, didn't he? Well, it's not the Ripley from Alien, but... Could be. Chestburster. They've got a very chestburster. It's the bubble wrap. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm not even sure about life right now. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to start us off, Stacey? I mean, do I? Um, Okay. Let me have a look at this you? Okay, I'm going to go with the don't try this at home rating for half and half John. <laughs> <laughs> They're called bisexuals, Stacey. <laughs> uh, so this is a dude, uh, John Pesinovsky. You're making this up. <laughs> I said Pesinovsky, not <laughs> Um, who, for some reason, decided to dress himself in a different colour on each side of his body, as well as shaving one side of his face, but not the other side of his uh, face. Um, so that's, he looks, that's the, look at me, I'm freaky, woo, kind of people. Yeah, he straight Ooh, up looks like a different. crazy person. Yes. Uh, but he does have a do not try this at home rating of 70, which is weird, because that seems fairly innocuous to try at home. He, like looks, like the, he, looks, he looks like, um, well, it's like when, when you, yeah. The geezer out of um, Last Man on Earth. <laughs> Did you see Didn't, the like, Harry Hill used to do that all in some sketches where he'd like, do one half his face and then turn back and forth. Oh, I've done that. They did that a lot in the 70s as well. There was a guy who did a song in the Eurovision who uh, was opera guy one side yes, and like pop guy the other side. Yeah, it was the best. And he had like the world's best selfie behind him projected. Turns out he's a massive racist though. (laughs) (laughs) So I stopped rooting for him almost immediately. Well, it's 2017. This is the thing. It's like, oh, something's... What is it? That mean milkshake duck. Milkshake duck is the new online sensation everyone loves. Five minutes later, we regret to inform you that milkshake duck is racist. (laughs) Why are we all using these cards Fans, as well. it's hot. Who's next? Right, so what is it? I don't oh, yeah, try sorry, Phil. Don't yes. try this at home rating. Um, oh, I can beat this. Damn funny it. face. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a That's funny, it's a funny face. Uh, Jalisa May Thompson has an unusual talent. Jalisa. Jalisa. That's terrifying. Since the age of nine, she's been able to roll her tongue and pop her eyeballs almost out of their sockets. She won the funny face contest at the Ripley's Museum in Atlantic City in 2006. She says she enjoys popping her eyes because of the shock it creates. So I'm just going to show you. She says this is a don't try this at home rating of 83. Oh, I've seen her before on Guinness She's World Records. She terrifying. looks like I used to have a Ghostbusters toy where you press the button on the back and the eyes. Oh, out. yeah, that scary was, Egon. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, that was pretty much the same thing. <laughs> All right, I got Turbo Party. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon? Could you repeat that, guys? Turbo party. That's what this okay. podcast has become <laughs> within three minutes of starting. Uh, inspired by the sight of a windstorm blowing portable yeah. toilet across the tarmac at a drag race, 
drag oh drag car drag car show in Texas. Paul Stender invented his own jet powered outhouse driven by fifty. Oh, it's a it's a fast toilet. Like the stuff. <laughs> it's a what? fast toilet. Eighty eight. Boom. Eighty eight. You have got to be joking. Get in my fast That's toilet. That's how many miles an hour it does. <laughs> Drop your bowels in my toilet. <laughs> Go back. In, <laughs> is that go, how you got a girlfriend? Go back in time. To, it's going to say go back in time to your last meal. <laughs> Dropping the kids off at the pool. Next the turbo toilet. Yes. So I go next. Yeah, I've changed my card because guy pulled one out. I dropped one out. <laughs> don't you mean? Yeah. Uh, so I'm, cha- I'm, I'm changing my card now to uh, Johnny Eck. Uh, <laughs> what? Top top heavy Johnny Eck was born without a lower portion of his body. <laughs> and with the truncated he should be spine, half and half John. Which gave the appearance that he was missing the lower half of his torso. Eck was an American sideshow performer who got around by walking on his hands, and his act included the famous one armed handstand. Is he Pillow Man? What is commonly known as on Ricky Race podcast as Pillow Man. No, he has arms. Oh no. He's just regular geezer. He's only got a don't try this at home of fifty six. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah, go. Could you try that at home? You saw your yeah. bottom half off. I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I'm gonna go into the animal kingdom with my terrible card here. Uh-oh. Surf dog. <laughs> Balancing on the nose of his owner's board is Zoe, contestant in the annual surf dog competition held in California every year. The charity event features over 40 entries for dogs and their owners, with Zoe being a particularly proficient canine surfer. That dog does not look happy to be on that board. No, it's a Jack Russell Terrier which has been strapped to a surfboard. Oh no! Don't try this home at a rating of 20. So, so, so shaving possibly... half your face is apparently better than strapping, strapping your dog to, the to a surfboard. surfboard. Apparently the most dangerous is going on a fast toilet. So isn't that what happens when you go on a train? So guy, guy, wins. Yeah, wins. guy, guy gets wins to pick the next fast toilet. Is Come that, on, is, next did he get the fast toilet so he could be away from somebody so he didn't have to give him toilet roll well, we or talk to anybody next door? Toilets. <laughs> okay. I think it's guy just needing a toilet at all times. It's got his little legs poking <laughs> are we out going a little bit. Really are we going for all three cards? Because I've got yes. a jam. Okay. Um, gold tooth cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, an American dentist has given his one-year-old Persian cat gold teeth. Why would you do that? David Steele of Indiana fixed um, gold crowns on Sebastian's two protruding canines to stop them from breaking off. Uh, creativity 29. <laughs> what? I'm sure the cat was really happy about that. Phil. <laughs> well, I, I, Is that I Simon beat, you got a rubbish card, Ryan? I can beat this. Uh, with creativity of 45. This is a portrait of Lady Diana. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, top rating this, for oh, 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 honey, just listen. This replica of the official court portrait of Princess Diana is made entirely from lint collected from clothes dryers. <laughs> Artist Slater Barron collected the lint from her neighbour's electric Artist. dryers. Slater, I know, stretching the term. Slater has been creating you art lint. No, no, no. Slater has been creating art from him for over 30 years and has also made a picture of herself with her family. I mean, look at it though, it's... I mean... That's not Princess Diana. It's like a... It looks like Naomi Watts if you ask me. It's like E.T. in a dress. I was going to say, what's the face, the one who just got into trouble in a lot in America for getting Donald Trump's chopped off head on TV? Oh, Kathy Griffin. Kathy Griffin. Kathy Griffin. Kathy Griffin. That doesn't look like Kathy Griffin. It really doesn't. It doesn't look like Kathy Griffin. What creativity sure. at 45? <laughs> Stacey? Um, my creativity rating's really blow, so I'm going to go with uh, this one, which is a nine, which is Lurch, who is... <laughs> who what, is, from Adam's family? No, sadly. This is an African Watusi steer. It looks a bit like a bison kind of thing. 
Uh, but he's got um, horns that go two metres across and one metre around. Wouldn't want to meet that in a terrifying back alley. Oh my god. That is, yeah. that is some but, hefty um, hornage. It's he very stubby a, body though. God, he has a god, a good length on that. <laughs> head. Bless you. Uh, he only has a cre- creativity of nine because I guess he's got no control over his animals. <laughs> so. I thought I'd got some reasonably good cards left but you're all picking the wrong categories. So I'm going to have to use uh, Mike the Wonder Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> who only has a creativity of six, unfortunately. But the best thing about Mike is that when farmer Lloyd Olson chopped off Mike's head with an axe in readiness for the cooking pot, he didn't expect the headless rooster to continue pecking for food around the farm. Olson decided to spare Mike, whose miraculous survival was the result of part of his brainstem remaining in his body, despite the loss of his head. I remember this story, because the chicken actually choked to death because he got forgot to bring his funnel with him to feed the chicken once. Crazy. Yes. I don't want to see that. I have a balloon buffoon. (laughs) 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 Yeah, you do. Danish... Danish clown Lars Lottrup performed his eye-catching act at the International Clown Festival in Copenhagen in Denmark. That sounds like the stuff of nightmares. The international Clown Festival. Get out of town. In 2006, a crowd favourite, Lottrup managed to get himself sucked gradually into a giant orange balloon. Which sounds currently like what's going on in American politics. <laughs> creativity rating of 17 of that. So, so Phil wins with that. And Phil yeah, was wondering whether that was the most creative card. Or Stacey was wondering if that's the most creative card in the pack. I've had a look. It's the second most creative card in the pack. The one. first most creative card in the pack is a Mini Cooper covered in Shirovsky crystals. <gasps> that is so Swank. basic and so extra. <laughs> but you know you want it. That yes, like, I do. That sounds like something you'd sit car fest. Oh it got a seven god. next to it? Oh my god! The American flag on top really makes it. Yeah, that is so tacky. I am. In, I'm obsessed. Yes. <laughs> Go on. Last category then, Phil. Let me pick. No, it's Phil's turn. Oh. He won the round. Okay, okay, okay. Um, choose choose priceless. I'm going to go with just the believe it or not rating. So, um, I just love this card. Frog lifter. <laughs> <laughs> this is a literally a frog lifting weight. <laughs> oh, oh, just listen. Bill Steed, professor of frog psychology at Croker <laughs> College, California. That is always not a believed degree. he could that motivate That is not people. a degree. He had no difficulty transferring his motivational skills to frogs seen here pumping iron. Steed and his trained frogs made for an incredible and very surreal entertainment show. Professor of Frog Psychology. Believe it or not rating? Believe it or not rating of five. I've got crap cards here. I'm going to go next. I have a human slinky. (laughs) 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 Show me, show me. Where's the human in there? It, it's a man in the slinky, oh, and he walks thought, around he looking. Was like no, a guy. no, oh, really he's a Romanian circus gymnast, Johan Venimian Opria, who was able to convert his body into all manner of weird and wonderful shapes and tied with his brightly coloured plastic tube. With the aid of an assistant, he can even perform a stunning octopus dance routine. Just don't expect him to cartwheel down the stairs. Believe it or not, rating of two. I mean, that's terrible. rubbish. <laughs> uh, this is always, always going to make me laugh. I've got a bulbous snake. A what snake? A bulbous snake. Okay. <laughs> Not stubby, bulbous. Yeah. Um, this pine snake found in Florida was discovered in a chicken coop, coop having devoured two light bulbs that he mistook for eggs. The bulbs were three times the size of the snake's head and would have been fatal to the reptile unless he had a successful operation to have them removed. Believe it or not, free. I'm going to let Stacey go last. As oh, our, but that's really guess. disappointing. It's not as disappointing as mine. Um, 
<laughs> who would have won regardless if we'd have gone for value because he's priceless and also uh, I want to believe it or not the effectiveness of one single card as a fan is a lot less than three uh, I've got Robert Ripley who apparently is the cartoonist and entrepreneur who created the world famous newspaper panel series please believe it or not in the 1920s the rest of it's just boring nonsense and he's only got a believe it or not rating of three it's his bloody stuff you think's expect to have the best rating Right. Drum roll for Stacey's last Stacey. um, card. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's a cartoon truck. <laughs> a cartoon it's truck. a cartoon truck. It's a guy who took his truck and he covered it in comic books and drove it around. So, with a believe it or not rating of three. Not even as good as the Swarovski. What's color? the creativity yeah. on that one? Forty nine. Oh, so you had you had the most the highest creativity then. So a yes. car covered in crystals. Yes, we've not as creative. Car comics. Right, shall we go through the last of the cards as we always do? Bella Lugosi bat. <laughs> it's it. a bat with miniature pictures of Bella Lugosi painted on it. What? Because you would. What is it alive? No, I'd hope not. Meant very dead. Aww. Captain Cutlass, a sword swallower. He uses cutlasses instead of the usual straight swords. Extreme high jump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm beginning to see why Ripley's Believe It or yes. Not is less popular now than it was in the 1920s. Yes. This man jumped 230 metres from the Macau Tower in 2005, reaching 95 miles per hour on his way down. Good for him. Yep. Good. Giant roll cage. <laughs> it just looks like barbed wire, really. Used in Why? <laughs> Miss Electra, who sticks herself on top of a giant Tesla coil. Vampire killing kit. <laughs> Ketchup drinking machine, also oh. known as Guy Halfers. Oh. <laughs> oh, Human cannonball. Yeah, I've seen that before. Volkswagen jet beetle. Seven. You just shove a jet in the back of a Volkswagen beetle. Human canvas. <laughs> Creativity of 46 on that one. So it's even less creative than that. It's basically, somebody paints themselves. This is beginning to sound a lot like the list of people who turn up at the Hippodrome for Britain's Got Talent. Yeah. <laughs> Human owl. <laughs> Can he turn his head most of the way away? Show, me, show us the picture. Bob. He doesn't look like an owl. Some people are born with unusually flexible joints and, with practice, can make them even more supple. But few can claim to have the flexibility of Martin Joe Lorello, the human owl who could twist his neck 180 degrees to look backwards whilst his body faced forwards. That's I don't like the use of the word supple in so that. disgusting. Believe it or not, reign of two. <laughs> It does have an 85, so don't try this at home. comics is, is more like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that, yes. than a guy who can twist his head almost all the way around. Last three, Iron Maiden. Not the band, the actual oh, the device. Yeah. Shrunken Head. It does look a little bit like Kathy Lee Gifford. <laughs> <laughs> You're being so mean to all the Cathys. Yes. Quite a good picture, actually. Yes. I like that. And the last one, do not try this at home, rating of 98. Believe it or not, rating of 4. Creativity of 7. Value of seven. Get on with it. It's the chainsaw juggler. Ugh, wasn't wasn't worth the build up. No, Slovakian million roskopov juggles chainsaws, and he set the world record in two thousand eight. Mm, good for him. Juggling chainsaws. What Disappointing guy. pack for a believe it or not pack. I wanted more. Like I yeah I I, I believe it all. Yeah. There's no there's no or not. I believe it. No. Yeah. Peak too early. We half and half jumped. I won. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, top, top drums. Up your game. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were about to just say Top Trump's up yours <laughs> Top Trump up yours Top Trump up yours We're going to try another game with cards We're going to Ace Trumps We're going to make our own yes. here's, a, here's a random number What number Seven. have I got? Oh my god Eight Can you Seven. be eight? <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the Geeky Primary Podcasters 
It's been a while. It's been a while since Scatman Riders returned. Thanks for joining us on the Geeky Rummy podcast this week. Guy, where can we find you online? Guy discovers music.wordpress.com. Guy doesn't even write. I've got more than that. Vinyl Guy H and Instagram. Guy and School Health at the Twitter thing. And how much money do you spend on vinyl a week? A lot. How much money does Keith spend on water bottles a week? (laughs) Not a week. Just once because my bottle will last me forever. (laughs) Phil, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Philip underscore Ellis. That's Philip with one L, Ellis with two. I'm on Instagram at Philip Ellis. Uh, if you want to read my stuff, go to freelancephilip.co.uk. <laughs> if you want to organise a meeting with Philip, meet him at Starbucks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cafe Nero. 200 Degrees Coffee. Damascene you know, Just like pop open a bottle of Prosecco and I, I will appear. <laughs> <laughs> you come out like a genie. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's a little bit more. You have to pop open three bottles of prosecco, one after the other. Yeah, and, and you have to do like the sacred chance, which is so emotional by Whitney Houston. Glitter, then, then sparklers, appear, yeah. dry and ice. That's the ritual for conjuring. Sounds like a lot of effort, doesn't it, for a film? You know, you know, I am you know, not the... high maintenance. I'm just worth it. You know the transformation scene they used to do on oh, what was that terrible show where they had people sing famous songs by people? Stars 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 yes, that's Phil coming out of his like summoning routine. That's yeah. Phil coming out in any room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just walks around with a permanent dry ice I machine my... behind him. <laughs> I like to make an entrance. A full orchestra s- <laughs> swells as he enters the Candy Lee on the side. Keith, the way you're playing with that script makes me think you're going to go off and buy a fidget spinner after this. <laughs> To put right on. He'll probably spend 20 quid on one. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I'm not saying it again. But we can listen back to it on the podcast recording. Keith. This where is can, right. we, this is, this is where can we find spinner. you when you're not spinning nuts? When I'm not spinning nuts, <laughs> with a believe it or not factor of 25, you can find my meanderings on Instagram and Twitter and just look for Hard Look Hotel. Oh, when you just elbowed me in the shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. If you oh hadn't been moved, you'd have been able to spin your spinner. You just re- you came in too close and no, oh, no personal space. Guy, just, just, what, you're rubbing yourself up the wrong way now. Stacey, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, Where yeah, can we find good. you online? Uh, the best place to find me is probably Twitter. I am Stacey's Parlour, Stacey with an E, Parlour with EU. And you can find the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher and Podbean and other places. On got, Facebook as well. Yeah, there too. You got I've got a full top lip sweat going on, I'm really sorry. <laughs> You've got, you've got a rather nice profile pic on your Stacey's Parlour yeah. one at the moment. Yeah, it's a nice cartoon one. Stop flirting. We're trying to wrap up the podcast. <laughs> I'm saying. Especially with your nut in your hand. I mean, jeez. It's, got, I've got, it's uh, being it's, such a sex pest today. <laughs> what happened? I've got my nut and bolt in my hand. It's not my fault. Do you seem seductively take his shirt off midway through the show as well? Yes, I did. He's deep being as well today. I always deep being. I'm not a crew neck kind of person. <laughs> I'm just backing away from this old mic. Stubby. 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 If you're trying to Stubby. buy it, that's what Phil Ellis has right now. <laughs> Full on Phil Ellis Stubby. I think the heat exhaustion's got to him. If, uh, if anybody out there in uh, podcast land would like to send us an illustration of what a full on Phil Ellis Stubby looks like. You can send them to the usual address. Just don't. Just don't. Please don't.
Oh my god. Oh, Ryan, where can we find you? Blocking the door of a chemist. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> expecting ferrets with steroids. Uh, anyway. I want a ferret now. <laughs> No, you don't. They smell really badly. Trust so me, I live with right three. <laughs> they got stubby little legs as well. <laughs> You're doing it duking all over you as well. Duck, duck, duck. <laughs> anyway, you can find me online at Ryan Parrish, which is my personal Twitter. My food blog Twitter is at Mond. You still thinking it's weird? No, you just like you, you just ain't getting any free food, are you? Just getting stubbies at cinema. <laughs> I got lots of nice free whiskey a couple of weeks ago. I don't know what that means in that context. <laughs> can, can, can any listeners tweet us how many uses of the word stubby was on the show today? Stubby, 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 stubby! I'm going to go through with like a little camera at the bottom. Dink, dink. <laughs> and, and, and can somebody just draw, like, Phil Ellis? <laughs> as well. Just an angry Phil Ellis. With a ferret. The tumescence. <laughs> Are you going to leave here today, Phil, thinking of stubbies? I'm going to leave here, I just never come back. <laughs> I love the fact you've, everybody's turned stubby into a sexual thing. It's a small can of beer. It's a small can of beer. If you're Australian, which we're not, unless you're hiding something from us. Genuinely, it's a small can of beer. That's what I'm going it to be. Thanks to the hospitality, but I could have done with more. Anyway. Paid £7.50 for that stubby. <laughs> you paid nothing. I did, because I had to pay for the train to get there. <laughs> Luckily, I was able to get my ticket on time, because Mark wasn't working the best. So. You can find us all online at Geeky Rummy. We're all on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Tinder, JDate, Friends Reunited, Plenty of Fish, Christian Mingle. <laughs> Guardian Day. Um. I thought the worst ever idea for a dating site. What? Amishdate.com. <gasps> Well, it wouldn't be an Amishdate.com would just be an empty webpage. Because yeah. <laughs> Unless they're on Rumspringer. That's weird. I've just had two. I get Rumsprung. I've just had two tweets come to at Brum Album Review. That show got cancelled months ago. Who's <laughs> tweeting this? Cancelled it. <laughs> oh, yeah. People are wondering why there hasn't been an episode in six yes. months. Well, because music got rubbish. Anyway. Thanks very much for joining us. I think we're all going to go for a cold bath right now. See you in a few weeks. Come out with a stubby. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to our high-quality podcast. If you like what we do, you can support us by visiting patreon.com forward slash brumradio.